right, all right, we are back. We are back for Another... our fourth inaugural podcast. Uh, we have a name. Yeah, so our fourth podcast, but the first with our official name of. Would you would you want to you want to uh, do the honors or shall I? What about now? What about now? Welcome to another edition of <laughs> What About Now. And if you've listened to last, I can't really say last week because it was like literally almost a month ago that we did it. But if you listen to the last <laughs> episode, you'll understand where we got the name from quite by accident. Nice fun little podcast. And uh, so welcome to What About Now. And, yeah, it's uh, a, a delightful accident. Yes. You know, only well, a true genius the, the, could, could come up with, 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 with such a delightful accident. Some of the, the greatest scientific discoveries in history have been like complete accents. Like Absolutely. Penicillin. And the uh, name of our uh, podcast. <laughs> yes. 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 We are right up there with penicillin. Yes. Exactly. Fuck you, Fleming. We're going we're gonna to be right up there with antibiotics in that antibiotics now are becoming pretty much useless. So <laughs> you can put us right up there with the, the current useless state of antibiotics. Yes, that's where our podcast is. Yes, it's uh, it's 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 about as effective as effective as a, a expired bottle of amoxicillin. Yes, <laughs> uh, but man. it's fun, and hopefully somebody out there is listening, having fun with it. So, so what do we have on the know, agenda I mean, for today? Oh, all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. Um, well, obviously, I don't know if it's obvious by the sound of my voice that I'm, I'm fighting a cold. Just so I just want to throw that out there. So. I mean, I normally, like, my voice is like normally very annoying to begin with. Because does does I get does everybody listen to the sound of our voice? Be like, oh my god, it sounds so annoying. But like, or is it just me? <laughs> no, it's uh, like I, I think the same thing about my own. So don't worry. But uh, so I'm a little, I'm a little, you know, Fleming, a little Flemish. No, I'm not. I'm not from Belgium. I'm not Flemish. I'm <laughs> Flemmy. So. Um, uh, yeah, so we'll have to deal with that. <clears throat> I'll try to keep... I'm going to try to keep the bodily bodily noises down to the minimum because not only that, uh, Steph, she made smashed cauliflower with dinner. And like, whew. Oh, oh boy. boy. <laughs> oh, cauliflower. Compressed cauliflower. We might have the Baltimore really... sound machine tonight. <laughs> <laughs> if you hear a stray noise, I'm not sure what... We can't be sure what end it's coming out of. That's all I'm gonna say. You know, the, the funny thing. But, uh, the funny thing is, is uh, we do actually have one listener. Um, my wife has listened to all three of our podcasts, and I ask her wow. for for some input and some 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 criticism, and she's usually pretty good about it. And she did say one of the things uh, uh, about the last podcast is, tell Ted did not burp into the microphone. So. <laughs> All right, well, since she said burp, I'm going to specifically intentionally fart into the microphone and be, like, lawyered. Well, as long as we can't smell through the microphone, I think we'll be okay, so. No, no, they're, they're working on that. Give them a couple, give them another couple of years. Yeah, so she's... I didn't, well, first of all, it's not directly into the microphone, because I'm sitting, like, at least, I don't know, four or five feet from the microphone. It's just a very, very nice, sensitive microphone. Yes, it's but, a, uh, it's, whatever. it does a good job, but, uh. Yeah, so yeah, you she, have like we. I was gonna say we actually have a listener. We have my my awesome. wife. Um, so I guess then the next thing is to say, oh hey Rachel, how's it going? <laughs> hey, that's what I'm talking to you. Yeah. Well, we 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 uh, hope to pick up others. I I don't know if anyone has uh, 
picked us up off of uh, CastBox yet. CastBox, the uh, uh, app for your daily okay podcast needs. CastBox, that's right. That's that's the other big announcement. Not only do we have the name, but we have uh, a home. Yes. Uh, CastBox at FM. And that's, that's just like the first step because I read some statistics statistic about podcasts. I said like 75% of them were from iTunes. So at some point, I'm going to have to bring it on board into iTunes. But um, for now, we're sticking with CastBox. And uh, what else? Yeah, because like, it shows you, the, you can see the statistics. And then we have two subscribers, and apparently it's you and your wife. And then we have <laughs> listeners. And who knows who's actually listened, because like, I accidentally click on it or whatever. So. But that's okay, because um, I don't think, we're, like, we're almost to the point, I think, where we can start maybe trying to drum up a little business because like okay now we have a name let me I, I say the goal would be like let me get the theme song going and then we'll be into like a comfortable point where we can start trying to oh, do yeah. a little promo and i've been but, listening um, to them I, I i listen to them not because i just love to hear the sound of my own voice i think we've established we don't like to hear the sound of our own voices mm. but i listen to them to see what can i improve how can i bring a little bit something the next time we do it that's that's different before and, and like I, i've caught a few things I, I found in the second episode, our second podcast, I uh, said, oh boy, too much. I must have said, oh boy, boy the phrase, oh boy, like six times, which is at least <laughs> oh, yeah, five that's, that's times too thing. many. I, you know, saying you know is another thing. And if you, if you start to notice it, you'll notice that a lot of people in the race say, but like to fill in a pause. The pregnant pauses, and, yeah. You know. Yeah. It's, yeah, so that, that's the, a big thing. The, that's a, the, that's a, the uhs, the you knows, the... And, and it, it's tough whenever you're having a, a conversation with somebody that tends to work itself into daily conversation, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's 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 kind of a hard habit to break, and uh, it's something we have to work on. Something I have to work on. I do tend to make a lot of pregnant pauses, especially when I'm contemplating what I want to say next, and I, I try to put thought into my to my words, and so sometimes that leads to a different cadence or a, or a prolonged uh, conversation. I take 10 seconds I don't think to there's say anything something wrong I can say in with six. a pregnant pause, though. No, no, not necessarily. It's it just, if the whole entire podcast is that, it, it might become a little bit too much. So it's something we're constantly, I'm constantly working on, and hopefully if you are listening, uh, something you'll notice that I'm trying to grow with, and if you have any suggestions? Is there a way to con- for them to contact us on, on CastBox? Is there a message board? Or- okay, hold on, hold on. Okay, hold on. So, yeah, there are comments. But now, I was, I was just going to suggest that you use the, letter, use the letter A too much. I would appreciate it when you speak, you would try to refrain from using the letter A so much in the words that you choose. Do you think that's acceptable? It- would, you agree? would you agree with that? <laughs> or do you think I'm being an asshole? <laughs> Well, I'm having some scotch with ginger ill, so I guess it's okay. <laughs> no, it's ginger lay. Le gin- it's not le ginger, it's ginger lay. Ginger- well, it's the ill. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so, okay, so there you go. Cut down on the use of a letter A. Okay. Ah, <laughs> so, uh, yes, it's very unprofessional. Well, and, and we'll do like they we do in it, sports, and we'll start re, re, uh, substituting letters for numbers. You know, like Derek Jeter kept putting threes instead of E's when he was retiring and stuff like that. So maybe we'll, we'll start I mean, throw, throwing some numbers a, in our words. Are about, are you, are, wait, are you talking about in speech? Because 
Like, that's a common thing in passwords, is people substitute when they're putting the password hello or whatever. They'll do H3110 oh, yeah. no, or something. It's it's something that's made its way into into sports reporting, I've seen. When, when uh, famous athletes are starting to retire, they're starting to do this, you know, year-long farewell tour, you know, in the media and right. the press. And a lot of, and, and I think it, it may have started with Jeter. Um, you're starting to see them put their sports number, like their, 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 their the player number, in place of, of letters. You know, the, the same concept. And it's just really annoying. And I think they're doing it right now. This is just in this is in writing. You're just saying. Well, it's in in writing. It's in press writing. Yeah. So I don't think anyone's actually saying, Jer three to three or whatever. You know. But you know, it's. I just said you know twice. That's that's why I was confused. (laughs) Oh, you just said you. That's why I was confused because I thought you meant that they were. Like in speech, they're replacing it with a number. I was like, "Well, how the, how the hell does that work?" <laughs> I don't know. Let's find You're out. Because that's I'm putting ooh. that I'm putting that that uh, uh, prerequisite in our, our conversation tonight. I want all e's replaced with threes. <laughs> oh, um, hethrolo, hethrolo. <laughs> wow, that's gonna be uh, yeah. That, yeah, we'll scratch that. That's awful. Yeah. At least you pick. You would want to pick a number that is easier to pronounce and shorter, like you know one as opposed to three. You know, say so like <laughs> one for L's, like how one. No, that, that doesn't work either. Whatever, Jesus. So, you're, so, so it's funny you mentioned that we're looking to get comments from people. So I have an idea for a promo, but I wanna I wanna tease it right now, and I wanna come back to it in a little while because. And I can't even exp- I can't even explain why I want to delay it. But after the delay, we talk a little bit. We'll come back to it, and then all shall be made clear. Okay. Okay. Just a little teaser there, but it's a little circle back to that. But uh, what I what I did want to mention is since we now have an official name called What About Now, I did an extensive amount of research, and by extensive amount of research, um, I mean like I spent about seven seconds googling. And found that there's we have some there's some commonality. For example, there are two bands that have albums entitled "What About Now." One of them is Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi album, I think, within the last five or so years, they came out with an album called "What About Now." Well, good news is you've got our one subscriber, Rachel, to continue to subscribe because she loves Bon Jovi. So there you go. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> there you go. And. Uh, it's it's not like we're gonna actually talk about Bon Jovi anymore, or he preys upon their music. I mean, we're basically gonna. I will like talk about Bon Jovi in the appropriate amount that Bon Jovi plays in my life. So, so which how, is very what, what would you say is the, <laughs> the appropriate amount of Bon Jovi? Point oh eight percent. Ooh, is that of the day? Um, no, of my total life, and I wouldn't say of a day. I wouldn't break it down on day by day. It just might okay. So it might, I mean, like, might be a big chunk of Bon Jovi one weekend, and then nothing again for a year. Is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. I read a study. This was a okay. while back. I don't know if it's still the case, but I read the study. A study that, like, the average American thinks about 9/11, like, on average, like three or four times a day. Um, I wonder what? what the average American. Well, this was a while back. I don't know if that's the case anymore. This, yeah, but that study was done. 
I would say probably within five to seven years like of September 12th do they do that like the weekend after September 11th like, oh, I have no idea by the way just before before I forget I want to mention us talking about Bon Jovi right now counts as your chunk of talking about Bon Jovi yes that's my point oh eight percent so yeah there but, you go so but, 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 without even realizing you know how often that counts that's, how often does one think of Bon Jovi every day from my wife, um, uh, probably every time we're <laughs> intimate. But <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, I think of John and Jovi every time I'm in it. You know. <laughs> yes. Oh, Ted, you uh, but not in a, a sexual way. <laughs> not in a sexual way. Oh, okay, okay. I just think about me and him having coffee while I'm having sex with my wife. How is that not sexual? <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm exactly like Andrew Garfield. I'm gay, just not in, not in the physical way. <laughs> you hear about that? That was like yesterday. Did you hear about that? <coughs> what was that? You didn't hear? Oh, like Andrew Garfield tweeted that he's gay, but not everything, every way except the physical sense. Oh, I did and not see that. Some, it was like he kind of got some backlash about that. It's like, yeah, okay, sure, you're gay, except that you don't have sex with men or kiss men. You're gay. It's like just, just just like just get off Twitter. Just shut the fuck up. Get off Twitter. Well, I'm having a sexual relationship with Charlize Theron every every way except the physical way. So. Ah, <laughs> <coughs> uh, um. Let's see. Okay. Well, we so we, we, were, got, we were teasing. Oh, before we hold on, hold on. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. If you got a good joke, I do not want to interrupt. By the way, I just I just have to ask. It's just habit after listening to last week so much. But are we still recording? We are. Okay. Just I. I, I think I'm gonna probably do that now to the end of time. Yes, you probably will. I've been scarred because I've because, been scarred. What were you gonna, what were you gonna you're say? You're not the type of person to ever let anything go. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> By the way, that pencil that you borrowed from me in tenth grade, dude, I'm still waiting for it. <laughs> I think I any day now. I think I I left it behind. I, I think it's still there. It's in uh. You left it behind. I left it behind. So like all the other pencils were were raptured, but this one's left behind. That one's left behind. <laughs> yeah. What were we gonna say about Charlie's theorem? Oh, I just I I think I already made the joke, but I I, I said I'm I'm having a sexual relationship with Charlie's Theron. In every sense, but the physical way. So, <laughs> but now I was gonna call you out on that because, like, does it, like that means like you correspond with her occasionally or frequently. No, I didn't say I had any. Not... I didn't say I had a friendship or a relationship. I said a sexual relationship. Okay, so you have a non-physical sexual relationship with her. That's exactly. Huh. So you're saying you have no relationship? I'm saying it's. Freaking impossible to have a non-physical sexual relationship. <laughs> what, oh no no no! What about Cocoon? What, what about Cocoon? Don't you remember the scene in the pool with Steve Gutenberg where he had sex with the alien, like psychically? And the same thing with uh, with Demolition Man. Now see, now I'm like trying to think about all the movies. Okay, that, okay, that well, took place. Okay, well, two Demolition things. Man, Cocoon. Okay, well, two things. One, I don't think Charlize Theron is an alien. And two, I only wish I was Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> Steve Gutenberg now, or Steve Gutenberg from like his the peak of his career? I'd be Steve like Gutenberg him. at any point, because really, come on, man. 
even now he could say, you know what? I was once Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> I don't even know if I would recognize him. I mean, like, does he? I don't. I haven't seen a picture of someone. He could look drastically different. For example, case in point. Okay, so do you remember? I'm gonna dig deep here. But do you remember from the 80s, there was a couple movies in the 80s where this guy, this actor, he was really big. He played Kent from Real Genius, and he was the bad guy from Bachelor Party. Do you remember that actor? I don't recall his name, but I think I No, I'm not asking for his name, but do you remember, like, do you remember the movie Real Genius? Yes, yeah, of course, yes. Do you remember Kent, the guy with the glasses? You remember Kent? Yes, exactly, yeah. And you remember then, like, he, okay, so he, was also, he was also the main bad guy in Bachelor, Bachelor Party. Bachelor Party, that's correct, yes. Okay, so it turns out he's been in, like, five or six movies I've seen within the past decade or so. Oh, wow. And he looks so different. And I'm like, really? That was him? He was in Burn When Reading, Burn After Reading. He was in, like, a little bit part in Minority Report. Um, he, but he's been in a couple things that I've seen. And, like, I had, after I read that, I had to go back. By the way, I couldn't name the actor. I should, out of... You know, respect for him because I think you know like, who doesn't love Kent, but like I went back and I looked and I'm, I'm like, shit, is that him? Like he's completely, <laughs> you know completely unrecognizable. So like, how do you know that the same thing didn't happen to the, the Goot as I like to call him? Where like if you saw him, be like, well, who's this dude? Wait, wait, that's Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> you don't. I mean, you, that's, there you go, homework. I go Google I, what Steve Gutenberg. I think right I I don't watch the show, but I believe Steve Gutenberg was on Dancing with the Stars like five or six years ago and i think i saw him yeah. in a promo for that and he looked the same at that point don't you think they need to rename the show dancing with the has-beens well it's always been that has it i mean it's never you you don't see george clooney on there no <laughs> you're not going to no but you see you see like my member like jason taylor was on there there are some they get some good people on there well certain walks tom delay yeah you know tom delay Oh, God. The stars. Hey, <laughs> the Secretary of Energy was on there, Rick Perry. What are you talking about, Tom DeLay? Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. Our Secretary Oops. of Energy. <laughs> um, which says, okay, if you, so... which, which said today, and this is what he said. Our Secretary today? of Energy actually said this today, or it might have been yesterday. Uh, actually, I think it was yesterday. Said, if you increase, they were talking about coal and other you know, old has been uses of energy. He said, if you increase the supply, it will increase the demand. Because that's how economics works. <laughs> wow. I mean, thank God he's not... I mean, people... people. <laughs> I guess he's... We he's, should be happy well, he's, he's now energy playing. instead of, you know, <laughs> shaping economic policy for our country, but... Commerce? Head of the Commerce Department? Yes. Was it the Secretary of the Treasury? Oh, my God. Would it be... Con- I don't know. Budget director, anything? Yeah, no, no, stay away, stay away, Rick. No, you should. No, I'm. I, if if there's ever a budget director, it should always be Benson. Benson was the, clearly the best and the most entertaining budget director. Robert Guillaume. <laughs> yeah. You remember he started out as the budget director, and then later on he was lieutenant governor. Yes, he was. Yes, actually, he. That, oh man, that character even didn't even start on Benson. It started on the show. So. Oh, I know. Don't I'm gonna don't go all soap on my ass. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot Billy Crystal. Yes, I remember. <laughs> yes, Billy Crystal is the first or one of the first openly um, gay characters. Yes, gay, gay people on a primetime show, and, mm-hmm. you know, like a groundbreaking uh, role sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. 
Billy Crystal. Uh, Benson. Anyway, so Benson. I, the, what about is ben, Benson? Is Benson? Krauss. Don't forget Kraus. Here's a question for you: Is Benson the only sitcom that would eventually send two co-stars off to Star Trek franchises? Wasn't it more than that? I don't. I know, like because Pete, Pete, and and. Um, Clayton, Clayton Endicott. Endicott. Yeah, Clayton Endicott. They both ended up on different Star Trek series. Yeah, Ren- like, Renee Auberjonois. They're, ca- they're, ca- they're sitting around. <laughs> it's like they're sitting around casting Star Trek series. Like, all right, <laughs> who from Benson has not been in a Star Trek series? What about Didi uh, Khan? What about Didi <laughs> Khan? Um, Kraus. Don't forget Kraus. Mm-hmm. Inga oh Svensson is Kraus. Missy Gold, Tracy um, Gold's sister. Come Missy on, Missy Gold. Yeah. James Noble, James Noble, of course. He just passed away just a couple of years ago. He did, yeah, yeah. James Noble passed yeah. away. As did, see, now we're getting way off topic, but I was going to talk about uh, only that, but, of course, Adam West and Roger Moore passed away since we yes. spoke last. Yes, yes. He lost Bond and Batman. I was going to ask you, what was the first James Bond movie that you saw in the movie theater? The first one I saw in the movie theater was actually a Roger Moore one. It was Octopus. Yeah, me too. It was octopus. Octopus, yeah. All right. Yeah, I did not That's see. Right, yeah. um, a lot of people our age saw Moonraker first. I missed Moonraker in the theater. I saw Octopussy. I'm uh, for your eyes only. For your eyes only was the okay. first one. Eighty one. For your eyes only, the yeah. first one I saw in the theater. Uh, octopusy, I believe, was eighty two or eighty three. So yeah, around the same. Yeah, octopusy was the one after for yep, your eyes only. Exactly. And I saw Never Say Never um, Again, which was not an official Bond movie, but it came around out around the same time as Octopussy. There's man, if you want to kill an hour, go read the Wikipedia page of that. Oh my because, god! Because like the people, the guys who are fighting over the rights of that, basically the courts concluded. I'll save you the time. The courts concluded that because if you notice that Never Seen Never Again was basically a remake of Thunderball, mm-hmm. and the they, the reason we did it is because like the guy who did it, it was declared that he had the rights to remake Thunderball. That's like all he got. So that's what they did. They remade Thunderball. That's like, it. Never Seen Never Again. That's it. So, but. Uh, yeah, I, I I remember seeing that one on like cable. I saw it in the theater because I That's a, I I was hooked on Bond. You know, I had seen a couple of them on. Uh, I think ABC had the rights when we were growing up, so I saw saw a couple of them on ABC, and then I wanted to see uh, Octopussy in the theater, and uh, I was pretty much hooked at that point. So anything Bond was something I would watch, including ones that weren't officially I had a Bond. Streak. I had a pretty good streak until um, Pierce Brosnan. I think I started to miss him, but I like I saw all of them. You know, so like um, for your eyes only, Octopussy, A View to a Kill, uh, The Living Daylights. I really like The Living Daylights. License to not, Kill. I did not kind of, care for Dalton at all. Yeah, but man, Light, Living Daylights is a really good movie. No, it's not. It has some really good. <laughs> No, huh? it's not. It's not. No, it's not. <laughs> I will. I will equally agree that um, License to Kill is a really bad one, but man, I got just a soft spot for the action sequences in the Living Daylights. Oh, and Mary, throw in a little Miriam Dabo, just for fun. That's man. that's why you liked it, is Miriam Dabo. If it's a skinny blonde, oh, you're yeah, liking it. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you see right through me. <laughs> but uh, you know what? Actually, what what the I thought the movie was good, but the Bond was awful, was on Her Majesty's Secret Service. 
Actually, a very With Lazenby. Yes. Oh my God, you're going late. Oh, Lazenby. Well, Lazen. No, Lazenby's terrible. Okay, he is an awful Bond. But the movie, the supporting cast of uh, uh, what's what's her name? Um, uh, Diane uh, Ladd. Oh, no, it wasn't Diane Ladd. I never saw it. So yeah, uh, it was the, the girl that played Emma Peel in the Avengers. She plays the love interest. Uh, Telly Savalas plays Blofeld. Does a really good job. It's Telly Savalas. Um, it's the movie where Bond gets married. <laughs> Bond gets married in this movie. The the Bond girl actually wins him over, and he gets and she gets right. And then she dies at the end. Or something? She dies in the end. Yes. Right. In fact, there is uh, the 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 movie you mentioned for her for your eyes only. The beginning shot of that movie is him visiting her grave. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. And then they also kill. They kill. Uh... At the beginning, they kill uh, the guy from Spectre already. Yeah, Blofeld. Um, that's Blofeld. Blofeld as well. Yeah, um, it had something again. It had something to do with the rights. There was like so. It was like an inside joke. It's like, but they didn't. I don't know if they didn't have the rights to Blofeld anymore. So like, it was like, ah, we're gonna have a little joke. We're gonna kill because they never actually identified that that was Blofeld. And they because they like, didn't show him. You saw Blofeld. the cat exactly. Exactly. You saw the cat. exactly. And they dumped him down the chin. That's I know. It was awesome. The remote control helicopter and everything. I loved yeah. it. But, I mean, we've had people like Donald Pleasance play Blofeld and Telly Savalas. Right, yeah. Um, I did not see the newest one. The one with uh, um, uh, the gentleman the, from Inglorious Bastards. The Craig, Daniel, Daniel Craig. Daniel, you know, Craig. The Daniel Craig, yes. But the, the I think Blofeld was, was played by Christopher Voltz. That's his name. Christopher Voltz. Did he not play Blofeld? Was that he that? did. I didn't yes. see it either. I didn't, I see, didn't it. see it either. But uh, no, yeah. I would like to at some point. So I read. I. I cheated. I read the Wikipedia page. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, if you can't experience, just go to Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, like Wikipedia. It's the next best thing to living your life. Right. I believe I actually bought it on DVD for my wife for us to sit down and, and watch. But since we have a five and a three year old, I've had it probably for like six months, and we haven't even taken it out of the shrink wrap to sit down and watch because. We don't watch Hold anything anymore. That's what I was going to ask you. Is it because the content isn't appropriate or you just never have any time? Well, we don't have any time. And it's also... Content, and the content's inappropriate. And, and it's content appropriate. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm very careful about what I have on around the girls. And they have to be asleep and in bed for us to actually sit down and watch some stuff. And let me tell you something. By the time they're asleep and in bed, we're done and we're asleep and in bed. <laughs> so it's... <laughs> There's not a lot of adult movie watching. We, we I was we were able to actually have a date night uh, last week, and we went out and saw Wonder Woman together. So, oh, how was it? It was good. It was good. It was it was by far yeah. the best of the yeah. of the new DCU. Um, heads yeah, and tails it's better. Not saying much. No, it's that's it's not a very high bar. I agree, but it it was good. It was it was worth watching, and um, that woman is gorgeous. Gal Gadot is <laughs> gorgeous. So. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, I, I, I gave you guys credit since Jennifer Connelly, so don't don't send me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> my latest, my latest, uh, uh, you know, if I want to have like a Jewish threesome with, you know, forget about my wife. It's like Emily Ratajkowski and uh, Allison Brie. Oh, have you seen Glow? I I have not, but believe me, I want to. You need to watch Glow. Gorgeous ladies. Oh, I know. Trust me, I know about the nudity. That's it's yes. on the list, absolutely. Well, well, I I didn't even know about the nudity. I I here's here's something. 
I actually used to watch Glow when it was on in the eighties because I was. A I vaguely, re- I vaguely remember. I, no, I, I, I watched it. I watched it semi regularly. I mean, it was women wrestling, and I was a teenage boy. I'm gonna watch that, and I watched it <laughs> quite regularly. Oh, Darren! Oh, Darren! My dad had a legal scrambler box, and we got a, we got the Playboy channel. I, I, I did not. <laughs> I had no such luck. Oh, Dad. <laughs> I had no such luck, no. so I got my thrills where I could, and Glow was one of those <laughs> thrills. But it, no, Playboy too. It's a, it's a decent show. Mark Maron is very good in it. He plays uh, the the director slash promoter, <coughs> and he's he's very good in it. Um, Allison Brie's good in it. There's the nudity is all in the first episode, so if you want to quit after the first episode, you can. Um, it's only ten episodes long. Thirty, I think, like thirty minutes per episode. Um, but it's it's good. It was it was a solid diversion. I ended up watching it like two or three days. It didn't take yeah. very long. So, as you know, I've uh, gone to greater lengths. I own to this day. I own Requiem for a Dream and I've never watched it. <laughs> and the only reason I bought it is because there's like, like what hardcore sex scenes with Jennifer Connelly in it. So you've never actually seen the movie? I've never actually watched the movie, but it's a good movie, just enough, dude. You know, it's a really good movie. You apparently, sh- that's what I hear. You, you should sit down and watch the movie. <laughs> for its entirety I mean yeah. so by the way you mentioned content appropriate stuff um, recently as, as listeners know I would use my phrase about a month ago um, I think I was sitting around with my kid and I, we had the, the Force Awakens on DVR mm. and I turned it on and we watched about the first five minutes and I realized I shouldn't be watching this in front of my two-year-old there's like you know like all the mur- murdering at the beginning with all the laser blasts and everything mm-hmm. i'm like yeah we're gonna go ahead and turn this off <laughs> but you know we, we saw the murdering the laser blast blast when it came out i was five when i saw star wars i mean so. that kind of, i think that explains a lot now that you're yeah, there you go so <laughs> yeah. well how old were you when you saw star yes. wars um okay so my parents I think they tell me that they took me to see Star Wars, but I have no memory of it. Okay. Um, but I have a memory of watching Star Wars on a VHS. Like around, I want to say, I can even tell you the time because I can remember where we were living. So it was like fifth grade, so it was like, what, 82? Wow. I mean, so it was like five years late. Was that, was that that late? So you're... Yeah, it was probably even after I saw Empire. Because I saw Empire, I had no idea what was going on. I don't think I even seen, had seen Star Wars yet when... We watched. I saw Empire in the theater. So Empire so was eighty. Kind of, so you were eight when you first. So like, what was your first kind of kind of violent film though? And I'm not talking about like Scarface violent, but I mean the level of Star Wars violent. You know, there's there's death. There's there's laser uh, blasts. There's. I, I mean, I could actually say for your eyes only. Yeah, there you go. Because there was some serious murder. Yeah. There was some serious like running over a girl with a car and killing. Yeah, and that's, crossbows and shit. I would like, I would say that's a lot more violent than Star Wars. Because that was like fantasy violence, as opposed, you know, exactly. like people are not getting shot with laser blasts every day. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Constantly in Miami, people are. We're getting shot with crossbows and being run over by cars. That's like every day in Miami in the 80s, right? Oh, that's every day now. What are you talking about? The 80s. It's every yeah. day now. <laughs> One of the highest the insurance rates in the country. Yeah. There's a reason. Uh, I can't top Chicago. But we're, we're on the, the topic of, of Star Wars. I actually wanted to, to bring um, up something. Uh-huh. Yeah, look, Star Wars is going to be a constant thread for me through all these podcasts. So 
buckle up, cupcake, get ready for it. <laughs> if you... uh, no, is it pucker up buttercup? <laughs> I like buckle up Did you up just cupcake. fuck up the line? Did you fuck up the line from Ferris Bueller? No. I created... Pucker up buttercup. I, I, I created my own line. Thank you very much. I wasn't trying to quote Ferris Bueller. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, right. I'm an innovator. I'm not a copycat. Oh. <laughs> uh. Anyway, what I was going to say is, what do you think about the newest developments with the Han Solo movie, and have you heard about that? Well, yeah, I mean, they, they fire the directors, and, I mean, what am I supposed to think about it? I mean, they'll, they'll, I'm sure they'll write the ship. Creative differences? I mean, that's like, that's right up there with so many retiring saying that they want to spend more time with their family. I mean, right, it doesn't really right. um, tell you. Anything. I don't know how much in-depth you've got into it, but I, I've heard... Uh, a lot more than just just creative differences. Um, it, it basic- well, give me the fu- give me the high level. Give me the five seconds. Give oh, me the cliff notes. Okay, it, it basically boiled down to they they got the, the directors, which is Chris Miller and oh, I'm blanking on the other kid's name. I think it ends with Lord or something like that. Um, was there some big argument about Han shooting first, and that's what? That's what. It, yes, about, it was. Right? It was Han shooting first. No, it was. Uh, they they have got they 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 made their directing chops on comedies. They directed the Twenty One Jump Street fa- franchise, and they directed the Lego yeah. Movie. So that's how they've made their name as comedies. Apparently, what was going on is they were making a much broader comedy version of a Star Wars film than. Disney and specifically Kathleen Kennedy were comfortable with. Almost to the point where I've actually heard the term Han Solo as Ace Ventura bandied about. I don't know exactly how close that is, but if it is anywhere close to being true, that just sounds awful. (laughs) Um, Also, that doesn't really sound like Han Solo. No, it does not. So, uh, this was something that they were talked to about, walked, you know, they were trying to work with him. And eventually, Kathleen Kennedy said, enough's enough, and they fired them. Four months into shooting. This isn't pre-production. This isn't, you know, script read-through. This is four months of shooting going on, and the directors have been replaced. Um, there's even There's even talk that they brought in an acting coach to help the kid that's playing Han Solo, I guess almost to deprogram him from what he was doing to this point oh, Jesus. so it's you know i'm not worried i'll tell you why i'm not worried i will it's uh, four words back to the future they filmed half of that movie with eric stoltz and marty mcfly and they managed to write that ship didn't they well let's well, you don't even have to go that far back let's go with two words rogue one there was extensive reshoots in for rogue one and Tony Gilroy, which was a great screenwriter, did they recast the lead halfway through? No, shooting? but they're not recasting the lead in this. But they 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 added a different director. Gareth Edwards still has directing credit on Rogue One, but much of the reshoots were directed by the screenwriter Tony Gilroy. In fact, you can tell how much was done by the fact that just take a look at any of the trailers that happened before last summer, and you can see a completely different movie. Half of the stuff in the Rogue One trailers is not in the final film. Everything from <laughs> Urso's line of "This is Rebellion, I Rebel," to the Tie Fighter rising up right in front of her while she's on the scaffold, most of the stuff in the trailer is not even in the movie. Shots of Vader, shots of Krennic, fights on the beach—all of that gone. It's there's a completely <laughs> different movie, 
and it turned out fine. I don't know what you thought about Rogue One. I enjoyed it. I, I there was that it. whole there's that whole scene where they're what they're tap dancing by the Hollywood sign. That did not. That make, did not make the movie. The no, no. That, that no, no, not no, at all. No. Where he was, where uh, one of the one of the stormtroopers was getting attacked in the woods by a bear. <laughs> that didn't make it. It was just it was just, a, it was just an Ewok and steroids. It wasn't a bear, but you know, easy mistake to make. I might be th- I might be thinking of a different movie. I might be thinking. Yeah. Of a movie. <laughs> but yeah, it's swinging on his spider web. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was it that turned out fine. Um, personally, what do I think of all this? I think Han Solo will turn out fine. I think it'll come out. It'll be an enjoyable movie. But I have to say, what I think is. If you're a creative person, if you if you're a director that tends to be a little bit more on the creative side and you want to push boundaries, the Star Wars universe is not going to be a place where you get to do that. I think <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm serious. I think Kathleen Kennedy has a vision for what she wants these films to be, and I don't necessarily disagree with her vision, but you're not going to be able to push those boundaries too much past what she wants and what Disney wants. So I think there's still. I, I think we're going to get good movies, but I think we're going to get safe movies. And look, if you want, if you're new, if you're a new director and you have a wild vision for an established piece, go direct the Fantastic Four. That's, it. That's well, where you go. Yeah, there you go. Well, that got that got that guy fired. <laughs> Fantastic Four. Got, yeah, Josh Trank was was slated to direct a Star Wars film. He was going to direct one of the standalone ones. He was in there in the talks, mm. and the. Fantastic Four debacle, which if you have not seen that movie, if you have not seen that movie, I have. I've oh, seen it. Oh, it, seen it. it's truly awful. It's really bad. It's easily one of the worst superhero films I've ever seen. But it goes beyond that. Apparently, this guy. So I didn't think it was that bad because my expectations were so low that it had my my viewing of it had to be above expectations because my expectations were rock bottom. I was like, this isn't. Really, quite as bad as people are saying. It's not. It's not a good movie. It's not an okay movie. I thought it was. I thought it was bad. I thought there was so much miss. You know why I thought it was bad? Because I thought there was a lot of missed opportunities. Because believe it or not, I actually like a lot of those young actors. Michael B. Jordan is an excellent young actor. Uh, Miles Miles Teller is an excellent young actor. Kate Mara, she's interchangeable with a lot of actresses these days. She doesn't do a lot for me. Um, But those two specifically, Michael B. Jordan, Miles Teller. They have a lot of potential, and they could have, in the right situation, made the Fantastic Four a, a quality film. And the fact that they got squandered so much to the point that they'll probably never be, you know, they're, they're not going to be used again in, in those roles, is it's a shame. Now, Michael B. Jordan's rebounded. He's going to be in the Black Panther movie, so he's already back into the yeah. Marvel fold, yes. But now he's under Marvel yeah. proper. But it, I'm sure they'll be fine. I, 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 Which came out first, Fantastic Four or uh, uh, Whiplash? Because Whiplash, Miles Teller did great. Work. I did not see Whiplash, but I heard he did fantastic. Um, I think he did, I, and like uh, Simmons, J.K. Simmons won an Oscar. Yes, for it. I think Whiplash came out first, but I'm, I, you, you know, I'm not 100 percent certain about that. I think I think he'll be okay. But he'll be yeah, no, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Josh Trank will not. Josh Trank apparently had like a meltdown on the set, so bad that. One and done. Uh, oh yeah, he, he he his breakdown was so bad that when they they were shooting, I think they were shooting like the New Orleans area at one point, and they rented him a house 
They rented Josh Trank a house to, to, to live in. He during, trashed it. He trashed it. Like, damaged the, uh, the, the owner's, like, personal pictures and stuff like that. And that's just... Un, that's Looney Tune land right there. So, his career is pretty much done. Um, I, I think, like, you, yeah, I agree with you. The actors will be fine. But it's kind of a shame. Uh, as a comic book fan, I, I, I like the Fantastic Four. I keep hoping that they give them something worthy of their status as Marvel's first family, but it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> and now it looks like that's going to be on hold indefinitely for something good to happen for them. Well, they're going to keep making the movies if they want to keep the rights, so we're going to keep seeing Fantastic Four movies, right? So that, who is it? Is it Universal? Can it's hold on to them? Fox. Fox has. Fox has it. Oh, it's Fox. Yeah. It's Fox has Fantastic Four. Okay. Well, they, they, their best bet right now, if, if they were going to do something, if I were anyone at Fox calling any shots, I'd try to work some type of Fantastic Four X-Men crossover. That's because their X-Men franchises are doing well. If they could use them to elevate the Fantastic Four, mm. they might be able to, you know, resurrect that franchise. That would be the only thing I could think of. Um, Wasn't there a comic book, a Fantastic Four X-Men crossover? Yes, there was. Like four issues? Yes. Yeah, I remember that. I yeah. think Mephisto was, it, was Mephisto the bad guy in that one? Or was that X-Men Avengers? There was one where Mephisto was the main bad guy. In the, It, it was either X-Men Fantastic Four or X-Men Avengers. I can't, huh. can't remember which. It's the 80s. So. Oh, man. Let's see. Just go into your comic book boxes. You'll find it, I'm sure. I don't have to. I can just go to my inventory. I have a spreadsheet. Oh, okay. Well, does it tell you who was the bad guy in them? No, but Wikipedia <laughs> will. Oh, Wikipedia. That's your answer for everything, I swear to God. Um. Yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a time killer. It's, you can learn some shit. Man, you know what I just saw tonight on Wikipedia? I'm going to blow your mind. This is, like, fresh, hot off the presses. Go for it. Is that, you know, um, you're probably familiar with the movie Close Encounters of the Third Kind, the Spielberg movie, right? Isn't this the 40th anniversary this year? Actually, yeah, and they're going to re-release it for a week. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so I was on Wikipedia reading about, because I I, I got led there. There, There's some biography about, it was like uh, UFO, uh, UFOlogist, I can't remember his name. But and he was like an advisor to Close Encounters, and then I was looking around at the actual Close Encounters, like the ranking, the first, second, and third. It's like, you know, what, what does it mean to be the Close Encounters of the first, second, and third kind? And then they added, they added, you know, like the fourth kind. The fourth kind was like alien abduction. But there's seven. There's like seven official Close Encounter types. One of them is sex. Uh, one to, of them is sex, isn't it? Come on, we just had discussion. One of them is um, sex. Actually, hybridization is number seven. Okay. So, yeah, so if, like, a hybrid, a human-alien hybrid is close encounter of the seventh That sucks, Number baby. six is getting, yeah, exactly. <laughs> number six is getting killed. Number five is, it, I, I was confused between the difference between four and five because four is abduction. So, like, it's contact, right? It's, like, communication. But four is abduction. And five is like non-abduction contact, like like what happened actually in Close Encounters of the Third Kind, where like they landed and they had a they had a, like an exchange, right? They had like an ex- they landed and like a communication, like personal communication. That I would say that's actually what they so call. So basically, if we the were, fifth kind, the fifth kind, right? So basically, if we were re 
titling some classic sci-fi movies, we could take uh, Fire in the Sky and call that Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind. Yeah, we, uh-huh. we could take uh, uh, E.T. and call it Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. Correct? Sure. We could take Independence Day and call that Close Encounters of the Sixth Kind. Oh. And then we could take Starman and call that Close Encounters of the Seventh Kind. Or Flesh Gordon, I guess. Yeah. Hey, Starman's underrated. Jeff Bridges, Karen Allen, come on. No, I like it. Hell, you even have the TV show with Robert Hayes. Come on. Wait, which one? The TV show. You remember the TV show, Starman? They had a TV... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. They had a... You you win this one. They had a TV show that lasted for about one season that ran in the mid to late 80s called Starman based on the movie Robert Hayes from Air... The John Carpenter movie, right? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, re- I remember Starman. You're right. It is a very good movie with the little the little marbles that he had. It's like, yeah. well, what about the last one? The baby will know what to do with it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Robert ha- right, Robert a, Robert it? Hayes from Airplane fame played Starman in the TV oh, show. Excuse me. I know who Robert Hayes is. Airplane is probably my favorite comedy of all time. So don't explain to me what Robert. Who Robert well, you Hayes didn't know he did Starman on TV, com- did you, motherfucker? So. <laughs> Well, that, that's because I am an airplane fan and not necessarily uh, uh, Robert Hayes the rest of his Well, career. you said don't explain Robert Hayes to you. I just did explain Robert Hayes to you, didn't I? Oh, snap. <laughs> oh, man. I got schooled. I, says, I know who Robert Hayes is. I did not know that he was in Starman, yes. the TV spinoff. You know where you might be able to find that information? Um, Encyclopedia? Oh, yeah, yeah. Wikipedia. Some... Oh, my friend, my old friend, Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, man. So you think it's time that we circle back around to that little mysterious teaser that I yes. gave earlier? Yes, let's, let's circle back around. All right. Okay, for, well, first, just to wrap up, I was I was talking about... Um... Oh, sorry. Sorry to interrupt. I have a Rachel Belch coming. You just have to give me a second here. <laughs> um, uh, I was talking about... What about now? So there's a Bon Jovi album. There's also an album of a band called The Cry. The Cry with a K. The Cry ha- also had an album called What About Now. It's like a Christian rock band or something. Oh, oh, my, that's Daughtry, my favorite. Da- that's my favorite genre. So huh? That's my favorite genre. Christian rock. Yeah. Hey, true or false? I just like I just true or false. One of us had a striper poster on their wall in high school. Was that me? <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, it was. <laughs> that sounds familiar. <laughs> that sounds vaguely familiar. I I believe the name on the the, uh, the album was "To Hell with the Devil." <laughs> Hell with the Devil. Yeah, much more impressionable at that age. I like how you had to question oh. yourself. Was that me? Yeah, it was you. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the fact that you remember that. Wow. I don't Ooh. know why. The things we remember. Oh my God. Poison. I remember it was big into Poison and Bon Jovi. And Bon Jovi. But you really like Striper. Uh, <laughs> cry. So we got The Cry. Also, there's a song by Daughtry called What About Now? Daughtry. Isn't that one but, of those uh, American Idol guys? I guess so. Yeah, I guess whatever. So. I'm so far but, out uh, of so pop music, th- it's not even funny. I mean, there's 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 tons of good music around nowadays. No, I said pop, I said pop music. Pop music. <laughs> okay, yeah. 
Yeah, you're right. You're right. Basically, I mean, except for Katy Perry. I mean, I'm pretty much out of pop music, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. I've listened to this awesome college radio station. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, pop music. I mean... I'm using pop in the term it's originated for popular, so... <laughs> top 40. <laughs> yeah. The top 40 kind of Exactly. Thing. Exactly. Pop music. At some point in time... Begins and ends with Katy Perry. Yeah. Well, that would be a close encounter of the seventh kind right there. Mm, maybe somebody who we see on Serenet Live, somebody who is the musical guest on SNL, maybe. Uh, are we talking about Cry sick, again? I'm sick of Who? Are we talking about Cry again? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. Um, so, I had an idea to... Uh, to, I don't know if you'd call it a promotion, but, okay, so the reason why I wanted to delay it is because I wanted this, I wanted, so, like, we're, I, I, okay, it's basically a listener search. I'm looking for a particular person. Before I explain that, the reason why I wanted to wait a while is because I didn't want your casual listener. I didn't want somebody who, like, stumbled upon this and then turned it off after five minutes that's was like somebody who like listened to the whole thing maybe a regular v- listener maybe not but somebody so that's why i wanted this to be like buried in the middle of the podcast okay so somebody has dedicated a little bit of time a little bit of their life to listening to us okay so this is what i'm looking for tell me what you think i'm looking for we could call them like listener prime listener zero whatever Somebody, okay, so this is my only rules. It's somebody we, we don't know personally. It okay. can't be a friend or a relative or anybody we've met or talked to, whatever. It could maybe be like a friend of a friend or something, but somebody we actually don't know. It can't be my wife. They say, hey, this is this. <laughs> can't be your wife. It can't be anybody you've ever met before. But it could be like maybe, oh, look, uh, my wife's coworker. I found, oh, your wife mentioned it. You know, so, but as long as you haven't met them, it's okay. But I'm looking for a listener prime. So just to make it a little bit more easy, so like we could talk to our listeners. Because like we started doing a little bit now. It's like, oh, Rachel listens to like, you know, I, I talked to Rachel a little. Uh, Rachel a little. But like I'm looking for a completely random stranger who we could like refer to and talk to and maybe like every once in a while ask their opinion, ask them to send us an email. Hey, what do you think? Whatever. But that, so, and then... I, we, we now also, the show now has an email address. This is, it, it, all I did was just go on a, you know, just register a Gmail account. Okay. And so if you're agreeable with this idea, then I'd like to give out that email address so that people, you know, if anybody ever should happen to listen to this and then email us. So we can, like, the first person to email us that we don't know, they could become Listener Prime. And they could get on board at the beginning. What do you think? Um, I, I like the idea, although I think Listener Prime makes it sound like they have some type of disease. I'm not certain I like <laughs> that name <laughs> for them. Okay. All right. That's fair. That's um, fair enough. That's fair enough. But yes. Um, listener listener 1 or something? Listener, zero, listener 1. Uh, uh, now I'm having to think of a name again. So let me turn off my recording device and maybe <laughs> something will come to me accidentally. <laughs> no, 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 don't do that. Please don't do that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, no, but I, okay. I, okay, so I, I don't mind the idea of making this podcast interactive. Um, it, yeah. it's a, it's a good way to see if we actually have anybody listening. We're 50 minutes into the fourth podcast, so it's not, uh, uh, you know, right at the top, like you said. So it might be a good way to find out 
if we have a recurring listener. Um, yeah, I, 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 you know, I like to think maybe this listener would be listener platinum level. Because <laughs> we tend to think, platinum. yes, yeah, a platinum level listener. Like, like champagne room? Yes. This, champagne this is, room listener? This is the frequent, frequent flyer listener, the platinum level listener. Oh, wow. They have the American Gold Express card. black, no, the black card. They have the American oh, Express black, black card. card. Jeez. Like what Bill Gates is doing. Exactly. Those, right? As far as if this if this if this podcast were American Express, they would be a black card member. So they they are going to be a preferred listener, so to speak. They can email us requests for topics. They Absolutely. Can, whatever they Feedback. can just reach out to. Them. I mean, we're gonna we're we, gonna give out the email address so really exactly. anybody could email us. We might even try to do but some type per- of, of of interview. I wouldn't mind doing some type of. Uh, one on uh, one on yeah. two interview with this person and, 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 and like a Skype, a Skype. I thought about that. That the actual technical aspect would be hard because if you're remote, like it would only it would be like only one of us could Skype with them at the well, same that, time. Well, I would I would be okay with stepping back while you conducted the interview or something. That's not something I would have a problem with. Uh, okay. That's that's how just that's word. how precious this listener would be to me. That I I would yeah. I would I would step back and let them take my spot for. Part of the podcast, just to show our appreciation for their their continued patronage. So, so that email address, Ted. Ooh. Oh, that email address. Well, um, well, this is what about now with uh, Darren and Ted. So obviously, the email address is Darren and Ted at Gmail That's Darren spelled D A R I N. So let me just give this D A R I N A N G T E D at gmail.com. Darren and Ted at gmail.com. All right. I'm setting I'm I'm yeah. I'm I'm going to uh I'm gonna sign us up for random junk emails. <laughs> oh great, so that I get all these emails on my phone, I'm like, what is all this shit? Yeah, you great. You're you you're you're gonna keep getting uh emails from like Make America Great Again or something like that. I don't know. What what the hell is Oh that? no, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't Trump twenty twenty. You wouldn't do. <laughs> No, I wouldn't. Oh my God. I could please. I couldn't even do that. Oh my God! Please, can we just stick to like the penis and large yeah. emails? There's some. Please. There's some jokes even I can't like, commit woo. to, and and having anything to do with that man. No. Yeah, no. No. You ever you ever play the practical joke with somebody back in the day where like signed somebody up for like a subscription to Playgirl or something like that? You ever you ever play one of those pranks? I think I was too broke to ever do that. Well, does it take initial money to sign somebody up for a subscription? Yeah. Well, they just like no. send you an issue and then send you a bill or something. No, I don't think so. I think you got to pay for it first. <laughs> not like a free issue. I don't, I don't think so. I think you had to pay for it. I don't know. I've never actually bought Playgirl, but <laughs> neither have I. I assume it does not exist anywhere. But. Uh, for a while, their Playboy didn't exist anymore. So, you know that the Hef sold the mansion. He did. Yeah, Hef sold the mansion <laughs> on condition that he can live there till he dies. Oh wow. Okay. Well, that should be any day you now. Know, you know, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, how old is he? I'm sorry. If somebody died. Oh, how old is that? He's probably in his 80s, or I don't know if he's 90 yet, but he's probably in his 80s. I know he's in his 80s. If anybody has led a full life, if anybody I'm not going to be sad about <laughs> when they die, it's going to be you after, because God damn it, he has led a full life. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> wow. Really? Like, oof, hats off to you. Well, not really, maybe hats, like pants off. Pants off to you. <laughs> Hef 
has definitely yes. blazed the trail. <laughs> oh my god. This time has come and gone, you know? The time of the magazine is gone, but uh, anyway, so that and that's my idea. That was just my little idea for like it'd be interesting to see who who would respond. And again, my just my only rule is that it has to be basically a stranger to us. Yeah, no problem. So that email again is Dar- yeah. Darren and Ted at Gmail. Darren and Ted at Gmail dot com. That's D Darren spelled D A R I N. Darren and Ted. Okay. Because you're. Parents had to give you a weird name, a spelling of Darren, right? Do we do we want to give some type of prize, uh, some type? Maybe no, no. I was like, maybe I we. I do not think we want to give a prize. Maybe we can get a coffee like, mug made. You know, one coffee mug of the Darren and Ted podcast. What about now? I see that. Well, I mean, I would think I would want one of those mugs first. We would have to order, let's order like three of them or four of them, and then we each get one and give Rachel one, and then this, this mysterious I, person. You know what? I'm, I'm willing to front, front the bill on this. The first person that goes to our email address, not only will they become a platinum listener, not only will they be able to give us input on this podcast, not only will we possibly arrange an interview with this person, but out of my own pocket... I promise them a copy of Bon Jovi's What About Now album in the format of their choice. Uh, no, no, no. I say only, I say only um, vinyl or... Mm, hey, hey, these are, this is... I mean, they probably don't even do this, cassettes. This, it's probably, it's probably, too, they probably can't probably do it. This is a preferred listener. They get what they, you know, what they ask for. Really, they can get a CD. No digital download. They get a physical. They get a physical copy. Yes. No, because then that means you have to mail it to them, and then I don't know. you do whatever the fuck you want. Honestly, <laughs> you do whatever you want, there. This is your. This is your thing. You're. You're taking point. You're taking point on this. Mm-hmm. You send them a copy of Bon Jovi's. What about now? Yep. Yeah. I'll send it media mail. That's cheap enough. Oh, there's also I forgot to mention there's a book. There's like a book or two. It's like the, a self help book called what about now i don't know we should probably read that (laughs) (laughs) somehow i think one or or both of us could probably utilize some of the things in that book but i'm not promising that i'm promising the cd okay so that's awesome yep so the first person listen what happens if uh Hmm. What if, like, a Nigerian prince emails me? Are you gonna then? No, no. They have to spe- send him a copy. No, they have to specifically reference this show. It can't be okay. a spam email or just a happenstance email. It has to be. You know what? We're gonna give a password. They're gonna have to use the password in the email. Why? Because we want to make sure it's not just somebody that randomly thing. Here's the password. Right, but but if anybody, oh, you, you mean like they have to put a cat, not a pat, the, the phrase words, to the prove fr- the that fr- they got the email from yeah, this, the phrase this, that pays by listening to this. the phrase that pays okay the phrase that oh, pays the phrase that pays so so if you're the listener, email us at Darren and Ted at gmail dot com that's D A R I N and Ted at gmail dot com and use the phrase steamed cauliflower. What is it? Isn't that what you had? Steamed cauliflower? 
No, no, smashed cauliflower. Oh, I'm sorry, smashed cauliflower. It was the smashed okay. cauliflower. The okay. phrase is smashed but, cauliflower. Yeah. Smashed cauliflower. <laughs> not bad, not bad. See, I was worried about the whole, like, payola, like, we said, oh, we're going to pay somebody if they email us, but then, like, well, it's like, you can't really pay listeners, but you can give them, you can give them gifts. I guess you can give them prizes. Yeah, this right? is a prize. Like, yeah, you want a free mug. This is the phrase that pays. It is. The phrase that pays. The phrase that pays is smashed cauliflower. And you get a copy of Bon Jovi's What About Now album. Now, let me ask you this. Are you going to just steal your wife's copy? <laughs> <laughs> I do not believe she has it. She's like most Americans. Uh, okay. Classic bands, they, their albums died when they left high school. So. <laughs> okay, next question. Is she going to be upset that you sent a complete stranger copy and you didn't get her one? I might have to buy two. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hedge my bet and probably buy two, but hey. Okay. And she's listening right now, so you better go ahead and get that copy right now. Well, no, no. We have to have the listener first. What about now? What about now? Okay. So at the same time that you send them a copy, your wife will get a copy. Yes. Yes. Okay, so let's see what else. I'm just taking a quick look at notes here. Uh, yada, yada, yada. I had something. I actually had something. This is, this is something that I, I wanted to ask. Okay. It, it's kind of uh-huh. a, a what do you think about something? So as as you okay. as you know, I think we've discussed this before. I have been watching Star Trek: Deep Space Nine on Netflix. I've been catching up with the uh-huh. with the with the show. Uh, I watched part of it in its initial run. Life got in the way. I never finished it, so I've gone back from the beginning, and now I'm past where I was and going on into the future. And one of the episodes was a episode by the name of Arman Bashir. In which Dr. Bashir has a hollow sweep program where he plays uh-huh. a James Bond type character. And okay, I, I don't remember I, that one. If, okay, if you don't remember that one, he uh, has he has a program that he likes to indulge in in his downtime. It's a, he's a James Bond type character with all the trappings of James Bond, the gadgets, the girls, etc. There right. is a a shuttlecraft accident and. They are able to grab the crew from the shuttlecraft off of the shuttlecraft before it crashes. But there's damage to the transporter, and they're not able to bring their beam back onto the transporter pad. So they have to dump the crew's pattern into part of the station that can hold that that type of... of um, Energy, energy or that, that, that That has enough power, enough storage space... To hold the the physical patterns of Cisco and Worf and Dax and Kira and and O'Brien, huh. and they end up storing their physical bodies. The, the The neural pathways get stored in like the entire station, so like most of the station isn't working because it's holding the neural pathways for all of these characters. But the physical body patterns okay. go into the Hollow Suite program, and we see the different. Deep Space Nine characters in different Bond uh, type uh, characters. Cisco is the uh-huh. Doctor No bad guy. Uh, is there, are we coming? Up, are we coming up to some joke on Pussy Galore? No, no. There's there's no joke here. Uh, it, it, it made me start to think about something. So that you know, 
they have the episode, Bashir saves the day, everybody's happy in, in a James Bond type episode. But it made me think about something. Deep Space Nine is supposed to be, what, 300, 400 years from where we are now, I'm assuming. I, I don't know enough it's about set in the same, Well, it's set in the same time as Star Trek The Next yeah, Generation. Yeah, but was how... And that's the 23rd century or something? 23rd. 24th century? Yeah, see, it's, it's at least you know, a few hundred years away from us now. Two to three hundred years at least. Uh-huh. So my right. question is, is James Bond going to still be viable enough in cultural memory to have somebody create a holosuite program around them? And it got me to thinking, what in at least the 20th century is viable enough to survive the centuries? To make us... Beatles. Definitely the, definitely the Beatles. I came up with three. I came up with three. Oh, wait. Three... Now, how long did you have to think about this? Like, am I supposed to, like, quick, just give me three, go. No, I mean, no, no. You, mean, you, like... you, you, can, you can be contemplative with this you can take some time you don't have to this isn't a lightning round type thing and the Beatles were on my short list they, they really were the Beatles and Elvis were on my short list but they didn't make my top three and one of them's kind of cheating because it's more historical than cultural but I, I came up with three things that I think survived the centuries that people three four hundred five hundred years now will it will still permeate enough in common knowledge not just academic like knowledge. Yeah, yes, exactly, exactly. You, you, you have academic knowledge and then you have common knowledge. And it's the stuff that survives in the common knowledge that's, that's big. So like Beethoven, that's common knowledge. Is it then? Uh, yeah, I think, I think most people know who... Well, it's called, it's called classical music. Yes, I mean. exactly. I think, I think most people will say, I've heard of Beethoven. Maybe can't name... Uh, you know, a piece, but they will say, "I've heard of Beethoven. I've heard that name. Wasn't he a Saint Bernard?" They might, they might say that, but <laughs> oh god, just a really stupid one. So Mozart, you know, you know they, they'll be able to say some of these things. So if you if you you could pick three, I'm just curious. I, I won't give you my three yet. I would like to hear your three. And I, and I gave you a little hint. Talking about just the, anything. The Beatles it's, were on that short list. Mu- music or movies. Or... And just, just culture, like something from the 20th century that you think, in the 24th century, people will know what that is. I mean, world, the World Wars. Yes, that was part of it. And it wasn't. It, but we're not. Ta- we're not talking about just entertainment. We're talking about history. It, I mean, yeah, I think. Like they yeah, say, I, well, when they think of the 20th century. Yeah. Come on, I, Einstein, man. No, I don't think Einstein. I don't. I, I. I. think. I. Well. Are, are you. Are you fucking kidding me? Seriously. Not, he's like, not num- but people still talk. Talk about Newton. I. I know they do. You know, they like do. I. Do, I do. If you're talking. But you. If you're talking. But you. You're talking about like the greatest scientific minds of all time. Yes, you are. You know, Einstein, relativity. But here's. You think they're not going to talk. I no. I. I, I think he will be. I think he will be. But I think you give people a little bit too much credit. You think they're going to remember good things. People tend to remember bad things. Remember the Genghis Khan's. We remember the Attila the Huns. We're going to remember the Adolf World Hitler. Wars. We're, no, we're going to remember Adolf Hitler. The World War. It's not just the war. It's Adolf Hitler. People are going to remember Adolf Hitler. We still remember Jack the Ripper. I would, I would say World War Two. I wouldn't say just Hitler because it was more. I mean, I got Hitler. 
No, like I think it's World War Two. You can't you can't remember no, Hitler I'm, without remembering I'm World thinking, War Two. I'm thinking more names. I'm thinking more of just like one individual, one 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 thing or one property, like James Bond. I, okay. I don't want to say all of World War Two. I want I'm, I'm I'm boiling it down to its to its essence, which was Adolf Hitler. The essence of Hitler, World War Two. Definitely, 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 Toady Fields. Yes, definitely yes, Toady yes. Fields. No, so give me your. Give and you know what? Honestly, I didn't know who the fuck Toady Field was until I read Wikipedia. I was like, I had heard the name before. She was just some comedian from the sixties and seventies. Like, like I knew nothing about Toady Field, so whatever, obscure. But like, yeah, Hitler again. I said World War the Beatles. I said the World Wars. I said Einstein. So, you're you're actually gonna say the World Wars? You're just gonna leave it like that? It's it's kind of a. Also, I could say World War Two, World War Two. Okay, so you're gonna say. Let me think. Hold on. Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. We're talking 20th century. You said we're talking 20th century? Yes. Strictly 20th century? Yes. Or not the 21st century? Not the past 20 years, give or take? Uh, it's, 21st century is still too new for me. I'm not ready to, to, to commit like, to that yet. But, like, like again, the 20th century, the big things, you know, the wars, the presidents, the, the pop culture, the... Like if you were um, to go with the man on the science. street and say name a name, you know if, if what do you know about this this era, and you know they may not get it, they might not be able to say that was the 20th century because can you tell me what century like Cleopatra was in? Do you, I mean, do you know? I don't even know. Wait, I, I didn't hear you. What did you say? What century was Cleopatra in? You know, I can't even really tell you. Oh she, yeah, I, like, like I was B, it was clearly as BC. It yeah, like but exactly. 20, yeah, two thousand BC or something yeah, but like but that. something like that. It could have been you know. 1800 BC you could be 200 years off and you don't know so you know you might go in the into the future and they might not be able to say Hitler was the 20th century but I think yeah, they'll but, know but hold on a second Hitler. now that's way that's way too far in the past though because you're saying 400 years from now what are you gonna remember the 20th century so that'd be like saying well what do we remember from 400 years ago what do we remember from I'll make the math easy like the late 1600s like early 1700s like i don't know is that like the is that like the renaissance is that i might i might be way off here columbus was the, you know the like you know columbus 1492 okay. and like All right. you know what let's the, let's not focus so much about the time that i'm giving you you know i i only gave you the time because i was watching star trek and i was putting in that starter let's make let's let's not worry so much about the amount of time that passes between how people remember let's think about the things that are timeless Genghis Khan, Alexander the, the Great, mm-hmm. Attila the Hun, Julius Caesar. You know Caesar. what you're naming, though? What are you all naming? You're naming conquerors and warlords. Exactly. That's what people remember. That's why I picked Adolf Hitler. It's not because okay, I Hitler. think Hitler was so fantastic or anything. I think that we are automatically drawn to the most horrible things in our history. That our collective conscious dwells on things that are terrible. Even more so than things that are great. So yes, Isaac Newton is a fantastic, you know, scientist. Albert Einstein, fantastic scientist, genius minds. But as a whole, humanity is drawn to the darker parts of our of our stories, not to the lighter parts. That's why I think Adolf Hitler survives even beyond people like Albert Einstein. Anyway, so I, okay, but my three are. I, so I'll, I'll, if we want to say people or like groups of people, I'll say if I had Hitler, the Beatles, and Einstein. What are yours? Hitler, the Beatles, and Einstein. Oh, that you know, those are those are good 
good picks. And and I'll be honest, I didn't put Einstein on my short list. And in in, in retrospect, I probably should have. It's it's a good pick. I did have the Beatles on my yeah. short list. Um, I went with uh, what becomes popular iconography, or or the 20th century version of gods. So I went with Adolf Hitler, which was the, the tyrant. Then my other two were Mickey Mouse and Superman. Mm-hmm. I think those two have become so iconic that... Superman. Even... Batman. Not Batman. No, Superman. I think Superman. Even more so than Batman. Batman's more popular right now, but Superman... He's the god that started it all. He's the Zeus. He's the Odin. He's the one that they're all going to remember. Mickey Mouse. And Mickey Mouse. Nobody gives a shit about Mickey Mouse anymore. Everybody. Disney, yes. Mickey Mouse. Oh, nobody gives a shit about Mickey Mouse. Everybody. That's where it started. That's what got Disney started. But Disney, how much money is Disney making off of Mickey Mouse these days? They make a ton of money off Mickey Mouse. And you're gonna learn that here real soon. Your daughter is she watching Disney Junior yet? No, we're watching all the all the Pixar movies, all the Frozen's yeah. and the Lion Kings and the Moanas and yeah. everything. But put on Mickey Mouse. Watching a goddamn Mickey. Well, put on Mickey Mouse Clubhouse on Disney Junior for even thirty minutes, and don't worry, she'll remember Mickey Mouse. And, and trust me, Mickey Mouse and, and Superman. And, and, oh come on! Yes, absolutely. Over. Over the Beatles? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. Well, that didn't mean that the Beatles were far down on the list. I had them, I think, in my top five. But if I had to boil it down to three, I put, picked Mickey Mouse. But basically, the Beatles are like the current version of Mozart and Beethoven, you know? Yes. Yes. They are. But you have kids today who don't know who the Beatles are. You have young people today they'll, they'll, they probably all... who don't know who the Beatles are. They actually... Are these the same kids? They actually printed from a couple years ago, apparently, and I don't know, like I said, I don't follow pop music anymore. Apparently, there was a duet between with Paul McCartney and Kanye West that came out a couple years ago. They did a song. Okay. I haven't heard it. Don't know what it sounds like. But the media had fun... Sounds vaguely familiar. The, 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 the media had fun putting up some tweets from some teenagers who are basically saying that they don't know who Paul McCartney, who this old dude is, but Kanye West just made his career. That Kanye West (laughs) just launched Paul McCartney. This guy's going places now. Yeah. So there's people alive right now who don't know who Paul McCartney is. They may not know who the Beatles are. They may have heard the name, but couldn't tell you anything about it. Now, I, I think over time the Beatles will survive. But I think if you go to the man on the street and in 400 years or 800 years you show them a picture of Superman or Mickey Mouse, it'll still be recognized. Would it even be the man on the street? Would it be the person in, in the sky with their jetpack? Like, come on, we're think never getting fl- We're never getting flying cars. Fuck that. It's not going to happen. No, no, jetpacks. Jetpacks. Well, flying cars are the first step before jetpacks. If you can't handle a flying car, you can't handle a jetpack. So it's like the car versus the motorcycle. Exactly. Thing. Exactly. You don't start with the motorcycle. You start with the car. Yes. Safer. 
And you're gonna say the man on the street. Come on, four hundred years from now, it's still like Mad Men in the nineteen sixties. <laughs> Come on, it's the per it's the person in the sky. You go to the average person in the sky. If you talk to the average person in the future, I think that those are the three names that have the best chance to be remembered. Now, now some of the other ones I picked. I'm calling bullshit on your Mickey Mouse. Give me a. Point. Why would you call bullshit on Mickey Mouse? Mickey Mouse isn't even known that well nowadays. It was what they Mickey Mouse. With. Mickey Mouse is known by yes, he's still well known these days. He's still very well known. Oh, come on, very well known, dude. Four hundred years from now. Ooh, Mickey Mouse. What? Yeah. No. Have you heard of Punch and Judy? Vaguely, but I'm not. We're not the average people. Okay. I'm. I'm. I'm sitting over here pulling Toady Fields out of my ass. Come on. <laughs> I might. I might be the wrong demo to ask that question. You know. You think? <laughs> All right. Well. I. Sp- I spent way too much time on Wikipedia. Yeah, I'm telling you. I think those are my th- those are my three, and and and, and believe right, it or not, well, it is, and believe it is it, your opinion. And, and, and here's the thing, and here's the problem, and and I think this is the problem you're having. You're coming at it from a very American centric point of view. You're thinking to yourself, I haven't seen Mickey Mouse in a lot of stuff lately. He can't still be popular. Mickey Mouse is still the most. Yes, you're right. Most, yes, because when I say the Beatles. <laughs> And Albert Einstein, that is, that's really American right there. Okay. No, Granted, no. Uh, Einstein spent the last no, 20 I'm years not, of his I'm life not, as an American citizen. I'm not, but the Beatles were British. I'm not, Einstein I'm spent not most of his life saying, as not an American. I'm not saying that the things that you mentioned are American. What I'm saying is you're looking at these things from an American perspective. And you're, well, that's And true. you're looking at it. As if in the future, the American perspective is still going to be the predominant perspective. Oh, you're right. We're, we're on the way. It's the Chinese perspective you got to watch. Uh, who knows what it'll definitely be? The, who knows what it'll be? Definitely the Chinese perspective. Who knows what it'll be? But guess what? Where What is worldwide known? Mickey Mouse is, yes, he's a United States creation, and we think about him as, a, as, as American-born. But there's... A Walt Disney World in Japan. There's a Walt Disney World in China. There's a Walt Disney World in Europe. Walt Disney World is all over the globe. And Mickey Mouse is known all over the globe. Do you remember that thing on The Daily Show a few years ago where they were talking about the indoctrination of children in, 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 in like Palestinian uh, home fronts? Yes, right there was the Palestinian Mickey Mouse. Exactly. They were indoctrinating children to hate the Jews and the Zionist threat with the image of Mickey Mouse. Why was that, Ted? Why were they using Mickey Mouse? Because he was recognizable to even the most no, third because, world because countries. Because Walt Disney was an anti-Semite, that's why. Well, that too. <laughs> but to even the most third... Actually, that's not true. To even the populations of the most third world countries, they still knew what Mickey Mouse was. That's why I picked Mickey Mouse. Yeah. All right, fine. You're entitled, Look, you're, you're entitled to your opinion. And your opinion's wrong. That's all I have to say. That's fine. Now provide evidence why. Excuse me. (laughs) That went out to to Rachel. (laughs) No, sorry. You you just basically encapsulated most like internet fights. 
somebody puts up some some <laughs> evidence for something, and then somebody just does the internet version of belching all over it. I've already sat here for 20 minutes arguing. I'm, I'm all argued out of this. Look, you have your list, I have mine, and they kind of intersect. Yeah, no, they do. And, and, and look, Einstein's a great pick. It's a pick that I didn't come up with. Uh, and I, I yeah, should have. Right. Uh, um, the Beatles I, is a pick I did come up. I, I did add Elvis Presley to that. Uh, we'll see. Mm. But mm. but uh, I, I think it's... The other one I, th- I thought of, and, and I tried to think... Because we live in a different point of history than, than, than the past. Because we recorded so much of it. There's, there's visual and audio recordings of our history, whereas everything kind of previous to that was either written down or passed on verbally. Cable. Cave drawings. All cave exactly. Drawings. Yeah, but, but, you know, that's a lot... That's Things are a lot more open to interpretation when it's either passed along verbally or just written down. It, it, when you're able to see and hear things for yourself, it, it, it brings things to a, a whole different perspective. So there might be possibility that the 20th... 20th century might be that first century that a lot of stuff is remembered by people in the future you know because it's still there for them to view whereas yeah you're assuming that a video a video that was recorded on a phone they're going to be able to play that video 20 or even 20 years from now because the formats change so quickly it's not like most but you know like a picture but no, you know, no like, but it, like it a has, physical picture that lasted for 50 years no, or 100 years but no like, but it has nothing to do with that most of the things are stored digitally now it doesn't even have to be the hardware it's it's dude, digitally stored no, 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 i'm talking about the i'm talking about the format they have tapes from like all the data from like all the old nasa missions that they don't even know how to they don't know how to decode anymore I, because it, the technology obsolete. And no, not, there's nothing look, written down I'm, about how to the for the format, and nobody uses that tape, yes, that particular and, type of tape and, anymore. And, and so I'm just talking about. And we have lost films. Films have some films have degenerated so bad that they're lost to to time. The second Alfred Hitchcock movie. Wait, but I'm no no I'm not ta- no 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 I'm not talking about decay. I'm talking about they don't they have the tapes and they don't know what to do with yes, them. Yes, but but, but we're not talking about something specific academically. I'm talking about the broad recording of history. Most of the stuff that we see has now been put in a digital format. You know, you don't have to have a physical copy of The Wizard of Oz in, in you know in hand to watch The Wizard of Oz anymore. You don't have to have a physical copy of abbey road to listen to abbey road anymore so those things will still unless something actually happens to the our technological infrastructure on this planet to where that you know goes away you'll be able to keep that forever because you don't have to have physical copies of it anymore so so much (coughs) of our history and so much of our culture can survive forever because there's nothing physical for for it to to decay so yeah, so unless we have, you know, something wipe out all of our satellites or wipe out our, our, our internet, some type of EMP, nuclear war, or something like that, theoretically everything that we have recorded that we have downloaded into the cloud or we've, we've streamed digitally can last forever. So future people, future, future generations 
will have an actual better idea of what it was like, at least in popular culture, can have a better idea of what we were like and what we liked as, as, as a people. So that might be, 20th century might be that first turning point in, as far as knowing history and, and, and remembering a lot more of history than, than we have in, 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 in previous centuries. I don't know, because I mean, think about all the books that have been around for a couple hundred... What's, like, the oldest average book that's been around? Like, you have books that are, like, a couple hundred years old, three, four hundred years old. Those are still around. Oh, abs- absolutely. No, there's definitely pieces of art. There's, there's you know, books, paintings, poems, sculptures. There's art there's, that's definitely timeless. We understand that. But that art might not help you, you know, unless you really study it, you might not know a lot about what the surrounding time was like when that, that art was created, what what motivated that artist. Uh, unless you actually study the art and study the artist, you know, you might not know a lot of, of the backstory behind it. Whereas these days, you know, if you can look at something that was recorded in the late 60s and, and the music of the 60s, like Hendrix or The Doors, that, that, that can theoretically last forever, but also all the surrounding turmoil that went behind creating that music, the, the, the civil rights movement, the women's lib movement, the Vietnam War, all of that history is also recorded, you know, not just in books, but in visual and audio form for future generations to see that future people might have a better understanding of the history that, that, that happened and went behind some of these, these timeless works of art that we're just not privy to unless we actually sit there and study. Yeah, but we also don't know how fragile our current storage method is, basically. Well, uh, again, yeah. I'm assuming there's not going to be a nuclear war. I'm assuming there's not going to be an EMP that wipes out... Solar flare. No, man, solar solar flare. Like, you know about the... Obviously. The the Carrington event that happened in the 18... I I can't remember if it was the 1830s. But like there was the 1870s or something. But basically, there was a giant solar flare, and you know the high technology back then was the telegraph. It might have been the 1830s, and but like they could run, they could use the telegraph without attaching it to the battery. That's how much of a energy was in the air. And uh, they said if that happens nowadays, we're like completely screwed. And we're gonna lose everything. But back then, it didn't lose anything, and then they could use their telegraph <coughs> basically without any, without plugging it in. The, but like there, you know, huh? The the impermanence of human beings is always a possibility. <laughs> I'm just saying we don't know. We don't know. It turns out this digital stuff might be a lot more fragile compared to like books that have been around for centuries. Um, could be, possibly, but it's kind of hard to for Nazis to burn the cloud. So, <laughs> but, but I will pretty much guarantee you one thing. That will not be around in 400 years. You know what that is going to be? What's that? This podcast. There's this nobody... podcast might not be around in 400 days. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Like, well, and I hope they're, I wonder if they're, you know, for, let's think, let's say, let's, let's pretend, visualize 400 years from now, somebody has dug up in the archive, in the cloud archive, and from uh, the Jupiter archives, whatever, the Jupiter space station, they found the old recordings from uh, 2017 of <laughs> What About Now with, with Darren and Ted. 
and they're listening, 400 years from now, what are you going to say to them? Um, so long and thanks for all the fish. Mm. I'm going to say, have you guys cured baldness yet? <laughs> you know, that, yeah. there's a pretty good chance that this podcast could last forever if one of us becomes the next Einstein or Hitler. So, hey, figure out which one you want to be. Mm. Well, I mean, I really... Huh, I, no, I don't really fall into either of those categories because I'm not that brilliant and I'm not that good of a public speaker. So. <laughs> That's what they have going for him. Hitler was a public speaker. Hey, but and, you, uh, he, you, look, there, there, Einstein was brilliant. It's, it's, it's not being a public speaker, it's it's being both charismatic German. enough. I, I can be both. They're both Trump, German. Trump, Trump is a terrible public speaker. His public speaking skills are awful. But he's charismatic enough. That's yeah. where he that's how he got where he, it's 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 not necessarily being super skilled. It's it's Obama was a great public speaker. Trump is a terrible public speaker, but they both achieved the same thing, President of the United States. It's it's that it's that cult of personality. Trump, yeah, but Trump finally achieved his ultimate goal, which was two scoops of ice cream during dinner. Or dessert. <laughs> after dinner. During dessert. Two scoops of vanilla ice cream. Everybody else gets one, he gets two. Melania would never let him have his second one, but now that he's president, Jeez. she can't say no. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Since you mentioned uh, stuff in the movies in the cloud, um, I just want just as an aside here, because uh, we talked about Luke, how I watched Luke Cage last time, and I, I don't know if I told you I finished Luke Cage, the season no, one, anyway. You, okay, and what'd you think? Yeah, good, it was good. I mean, I think they've already renewed for season two. Yes, they have. Um, and then we've started watching Jessica Jones. We're about halfway through Jessica Jones. And, of course, I've come to the realization a little bit too late that I'm watching the series in, in the wrong order. Yeah. Because <laughs> Jessica Jones has Luke Cage in it, and it's all the stuff I didn't understand in Luke Cage. It's about Reva. <laughs> and guess what? We're going to go backwards again, and we're going to watch Daredevil after, after uh, Jessica Jones. Yeah. So, yeah. in conclusion, fuck me. <laughs> you 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 are that all out of order, yes, sir. But uh, yes, Jessica but, uh, Jessica Jones is very good, and 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 for me, one of the reasons it was so good is I think it had the best villain, uh, David Tennant as I, I do as, like him, yeah, yeah, as as Purple. You remember him in the comics as Purple Man? Uh, David Tennant, what now? The the villain in Jessica Jones. In the comics, uh-huh. the character's name was the Purple Man. Do you remember that? Kilgrave uh, was the Purple oh, Man. Oh, I had no he, idea that that was the Purple I remember the Purple Man because remember yeah. there was the Purple Girl. Yes, the Purple Man. Yeah, his that was Kilgrave. He was actually, his skin in the comics was actually colored purple. But he had the same the power. Same I had, name, I had same. no idea that that was the Purple Man. Yeah, and if you take was a look. The, take was a look the same at David. name? Was the Purple Man's name Kilgrave? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Wow. As a matter of fact, I'm going to blow your mind. I own the comic book, the Alpha Flight comic book, that uh, the Purple Man died in. Yeah. I believe it was an Alpha Flight where the Purple Man was killed? Is that right? I might be... 
I think no, so. that's not true. No, no, no. I'm wrong. No, I'm wrong. I'll tell you what. I own the comic book, The Purple Man. It was a graphic novel about Doctor Doom. Okay. The Purple Man. It was where Doom. Doctor. It's a graphic novel, and Doctor Doom took over the world by taking, grabbing the Purple Man, and like harnessing him. And the only people that weren't affected were like the Vision and Purple Girl, and they ended up killing Purple Man. That's like that's what something. Not the Alpha Flight, but that. Um, I own that graphic novel where the Purple Man dies. Okay, okay. Well, I'm sure they brought him back at some point. I haven't read oh, the comics sure. in a while. Now yet. I don't know who I was, I was thinking of. Somebody else. Somebody else died in Alpha Flight. That was uh, was one of the Alpha Flight characters died. I was thinking no, it was I, it was a doctor. Um, it was a Doctor Doom graphic novel where yeah, Purple Man ended up dying. Yeah, but yeah, this I is I, killed. Had no, I had no idea. Wow. Yeah, and if you take take a look, he's always he's. I think in pretty much every scene he's wearing something purple. His suit is purple, or his tie is purple, and there's even huh. parts where there's like a purple haze to the background when he's doing stuff. So wow, it's, that's they they gave a little man. nod to that. They didn't want to go overboard and color him purple because they 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 especially these ones on Netflix. They try to make it a little bit more grounded in in like the day to day. Day. This is supposed to be the street level superhero, so um, they they don't, I don't get too outlandish. I, I don't recall. The purple man having to use his voice. I thought he just controlled people when he turned purple, but without anything that had to do with him speaking. I don't remember him that much in the comics, but uh, I I think you might be right. He might have just thought at the person, and they and they uh, kind of did his will. You know, he just kind of squinted hard at him, and, and they were his slaves. But I think the way they filmed it is very effective, and I think David Tennant has done a really really good job. He, by the way, you know is one, he's one of the doctors in Doctor Who. He was one of the Doctor Who's. Okay, so. cool. I think the reason why I was thinking about Alpha Flight, because I think Purple Girl, who was the daughter of Purple Man, uh, was in Alpha Flight. She was. I, be, I believe you're right. If that's, I, if that's, I remember, why, that's why I was thinking yeah. about that. Yeah, I, I, think you're, way, I think you're right. So I, I haven't read Alpha Flight in almost in 30 era. years, but yeah, I think you are right. I remember Puck and North Star and Aurora and Wendigo and all those characters. And you remember the big deal when North Star came out as gay? Yes, yes, I do. All right, all right, all right. We gotta, we gotta change gears. We're geeking, we're geeking it up too much. We're talking about comic books. Uh, I'm just going through my list real quick. Blah blah blah. Pretty much talking about it. I mean, I have this like giant. I could like have this giant story talking about my trip to South Florida. Okay. Um, I mean that's gonna be like at least like on twenty minutes, but uh, if you're interested in talking about that, we can. Or do you do you want to leave it for the next podcast? It's that's up to you. No, like it's, it's fresh in my mind. I mean, it's just, I just had some Red Bull, so I'm like I can go for another couple uh, minutes. Okay. Is that is that is that pillow talk with your wife? I've just had Red Bull, so I can go for a couple minutes. <laughs> oh, you're so funny. I mean, first of all, I don't want to drink a big beverage before sex because that's very uncomfortable. But you want to think about having coffee with Bon Jovi. <laughs> but I'm not actually drinking the coffee. Okay. Like, I'm not going to get a full bladder from thinking about drinking coffee. It's, that's an interesting magical power. I can make myself have to pee at any time. <laughs> Worst superhero power ever. 
Oh my God! Speaking of man, Mark, we just this is like day. This was day two of potty training. It's just complete nightmare. Oh, oh it's fun, isn't it? Oh my God! It's exhaust. It's it's exhausting. It's like for two hours in the evening. By the time I get home, or three hours by the time I get home, the time she goes to bed, it's just nonstop. It's just we've been doing it for two days. Completely exhausting, like physically and emotionally, because she's like not take. She's getting really upset, and it's like it's just oh, yeah, man. It's it's rough. But, uh, Man, if somebody would ask me, like, years from now, up till now, like, what's the hardest thing, it, like, physically, it's like, well, like, it's like, well, newborn and potty training. It's like, wow. <laughs> uh, but, uh, my first child was actually relatively easy. The second one's been much more difficult. So, we are pretty much there. She's pretty much potty trained. But she still has accidents. Oh, well, I think we have a long way to go. Yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm just going to talk a little bit about uh, the Miami trip. I, just, I have just like a mound of material from coming out. So obviously, oh, that's the other thing is that you know, we hung out. So, you know, yes. I guess I hadn't been down since February, so we hung out, you know. Yes, we did. a couple meals together. Um, yeah. But... Uh, I was down for just shy of a week in South Florida, visiting a neighborhood, South Central Florida. I had I had um, I took a, a car trip, uh, like an overnighter to Melbourne. I had to go back. I guess I'll just I'll start from the beginning and jump ahead. But like, so the primary purpose of going to South Florida was to see my 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 ailing elderly aunt, and because uh, we talked about how we shipped. Yes. But yes. Uh, so just to kind of hang out with her for a couple of days and. Uh, and so, first of all, like, out of the gate, renting the car was an interesting experience because I, so I ended up with, it's so weird about renting a car at the Fort Lauderdale Airport because from, like, one rental to the next, you don't know which one you're going to get because the cheapest one, like, varies. So, like, last time, the cheapest one was the midsize SUV, and before that, the cheapest one was, like, the car, and this time, the cheapest one was the luxury sedan. So, it's, it's so weird. <laughs> but uh, and I, I have my suspicions that because like I was calling up to Avis complaining and them because like they had some really weird stuff going on with the rates and I called them up I'm like what's going on with this rate and they were trying to explain to me that like because like I was renting for five days it's like I couldn't get the weekend rate so like because I was doing like Thursday to Tuesday it was like double than if I did um, Friday to Tuesday or Thursday to Monday and I was like well what about if I rent like Thursday to Monday, then Monday to Tuesday, and it would still be a hundred bucks cheaper. And I'm like, yes, but you have to come back in on Monday. And I'm like, what? I have to get a new car? I'm like, oh no, no, you can come back in, and you can keep the same car, but you have to come back in and sign a new contract. I had to make a, <laughs> like, and I'm like I have to make a trip back to the airport just to go in, keep the car, and just sign. I'm like, really? I couldn't just do it all. And it's like, it was like this is your customer service. And it's like so weird. So I'm like, whatever. Have a good day. And then, like, I tried, I looked, every day I was looking at the rates, and, like, after that phone call, suddenly I got the luxury car for this guy. Like, they flagged me as, all right, he's a regular customer, and he's getting annoyed, so we'll throw him a bone sort of thing. It, it's just the weirdest thing. So I had, like, the, it, okay, I got to tell you about this, man, a Buick LaCrosse. A Buick and, LaCrosse. Uh, a, Bu a Buick LaCrosse. And... It, I really hate these luxury cars because it's like electronic everything. It's like the electronic climate control. I hate electronic climate control. 
it has it's like a brand new 2017 or whatever it had like all the weird like all the new safety features they keep putting so many like new safety features in these cars and it's like every time you would back up like it would like your seat would vibrate the steering wheel would vibrate to give you feedback it was really unnerving like you'd be driving along and like if somebody is like getting too close or cutting in front of you, or whatever, like like things would vibrate and it's like it's so annoying. But like, at some point, I had to turn it off because it's like driving on A twenty six or I ninety five or something in Miami. We have like these like nightmare drivers. This is in my head. This is what I was thinking. I was like, this car was getting so freaked out and like vibrating and shaking the steering wheel because of all the weird drivers and all the maniacs in Miami. It basically made me think of the scene from The Empire Strikes Back where they're going through the asteroid field and C-3PO is, C-3PO is going, oh, 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 you know. That's what I imagined my car was doing in Miami traffic. I have always it's identified like, you with C-3PO, by the way. So. No, 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 no. I wasn't C-3PO. I was on Solo. Pilot. Oh, yeah, sure. No, 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 no. <laughs> The car, the car was C three PO. Anyway, so my you were Han Solo if Han Solo was more like Ace Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, the spinoff. I was more like the early Han Solo, <laughs> a solo, a solo Han Solo. There you go. So I had to turn that shit off as quick as possible. But the one thing I I couldn't turn off. Was that it was one of these? Um, I call them an Anton gear shift. You ever heard of these? An Anton Na- gear shift. An Anton gear shift, named after the late actor Anton Yelchin, who accidentally crushed himself to death because he left the car in gear because it was one of these new fucked up gear shifts where it wasn't like, oh, this is park and this is reverse. It was like it's like it always stays in the center. It was a push button park, like. You like if you push it, you like towards you for drive and away for, like away from you diagonally for reverse. But it always ends back in the same position, and so it's like the most useless and dangerous redesign of a gear shift, that for like no need whatsoever. That's why I call it the Anton gear shift because it's so goddamn awful. <laughs> I, I I have never figured that out why why so many car companies feel like they have to mess with something or change something just to change it you know some things work and they work well why do you feel like the need to redesign it just to redesign it they're looking for shit to talk about in their commercials basically it's like and then now it hasn't they're just looking for it's like the microsoft syndrome just keep adding useless new features so you can brag about it right yeah but so like the car. Oh but God, the car. I don't I don't mean by like yeah, I expect them to add bells and whistles. I mean companies have been doing that with technology forever. I'm I'm just talking about trying to change or redesign something that's completely and totally already functional and, and needed in, in, in the item and trying to change that function or the way it functions. It's just it's just a so, some dreamer some like new designer is like oh this is such a beautiful new sleek design you know yeah. and uh, it's like a horrible design flaw they're getting their asses sued off and it's dangerous it's just it's really dangerous well, obviously a, a, a man died at least one that we know of i'm sure more no have. there's like more no no more have yeah. absolutely more have this this yeah. whole like rolling like you know leaving gear has happened actually numerous times yeah it's just this is the first 
you know. Yeah, the, when it happens to a, a famous person, it becomes yeah. you know, more Chekhov. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, they killed Chekhov. Damn it! Oh my God, they killed Chekhov. He's dead, Jim. <laughs> Too soon, boo. But, oh man, <laughs> but uh, so one of the things about renting cars, which is cars you have a problem with, is that it's, it also seems like the new cars have like like weird shaped seats, and I always have a problem. So like. I had to go get a pillow. So, like, actually, it was it was right before we met for, like, late dinner on whatever night that was. Um, I stopped at Target. Remember I told you we called me and I was at Target? Yes. I was at Target getting a back pillow for the car. <laughs> so I went, and there, there's a reason why. We'll get to this. I'll tell you why I'm mentioning the back pillow. Because So I went to Target, and I went to the, I was like, okay, I'll go to the clearance try to find like the cheapest possible shitty back pillow like a, just a pillow like a, a throw pillow and i found one on like the clearance on the end of the uh, the clearance it was 10 bucks it was like this weird disgusting uh, off-colored square pillow right and so i got that i'm like okay i have my back pillow this is me driving my like like a luxury car that's like a, a death trap and i have my <laughs> old person's back pillow i'm going to visit my aunt and that brings me to the next subject because, um, you know, visiting or staying with an old person, there's some, some certain things that are like in common with every old person. Like, can you put, can you name the thing? Like when you go visit per, an old person's house, what's the first thing that you notice when you walk in? The first thing you notice when you walk in? Well, yeah. in, in my... Environmentally. Clutter. In my 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 experience a lot of the old people i know they've gotten very attached to a lot of things that they've had over the years and so it tends to get cluttered i don't see okay. very very i don't see many spartan home designs with with a lot of the elderly it's they and they save everything they save everything take out containers you'll go into the kitchen there'll be you know those plastic bowls that you get like the egg drop soup in from the the chinese restaurant <laughs> they'll, be, they'll be using that over again for for whatever oh, okay, you know that's true that's there's, true there's save, a save lot to take out. a lot of a lot of reusing of things a lot of things that oh we i can find a purpose for that a, a lot of clutter that's what i notice okay so here's here's the thing that was bothering me was that it's the thermostat the thermostat <laughs> is always set to 85 degrees because they're chilly. <laughs> it's set to 85 and they're wearing a sweater because <laughs> they have poor circulation. And so the thermostat was a little bit... I'm, like, staying with her the whole time for, like, five days or whatever. And, like, you basically have to, like, wait till she goes to bed and then sneak over and turn the thermostat down. <laughs> but uh, otherwise it was okay. So it's, like, 77. It's like we had a compromise. Can we keep it at 77? Okay, that's fine. And um, and the other big thing was I think uh, I think there's a rule that they feel like they have to set the thermostat to whatever their age is, so <laughs> I think it has to well, be equitable. Wow, I'm 85. <laughs> the thermostat has to be 85. Oh my god, I mean, if that was the case, I would have been quite chilly because she's in her early 70s. Yeah, well, you have to. This has to be like a fudge factory, like plus 20. Your age plus twenty, <laughs> or at least plus ten. <laughs> oh god! But and so the other big thing was that 
um, because she's so short, she has all these new ceiling fans. These so these are all new, like since I was last there, because the ceiling fans were installed by my dad. And because she's so short, the cords, the pull cords are hanging down. So she's like, you know, five foot tall maybe, and I'm like five ten, and I'm constantly walking into the ceiling fan cords, like bashing <laughs> myself in the face. Like, and I could not learn. I could not learn to remember to stop bashing my face in with the ceiling fan cords in every every room. So this uh. is my pleasurable experience, like. It's 85, it's, it, was, it was actually 78 degrees, and I'm constantly bashing my face with, like, a metal, it's a chain, chain hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, so one of the interesting things was, so this, so this is my first trip after my uncle died, and uh, so they, she, actually, it's quite the opposite, she cleaned out, they've been cleaning out a lot of the stuff. They're trying to get rid of stuff, and um, I staked my claim. This is like old. This is like old family lore because, like, apparently when I was like somewhere between five and ten years old, we visited the aunt and uncle, and he had these plastic dinosaur figurines, like like maybe oh. like a six inches or so, okay. three, four, three four inches tall, and apparently I um, borrowed one. We went, you know, we we left after a visit, and I had taken one, and um, you know, I, like oh, apparently Ted, you know, absconded with the. I made off with one of the dinosaur figurines and I had to bring it back, whatever. But now my uncle was gone. And I was like, what about the dinosaur figurines? And, you know, she's like, oh, yeah, you know what? Because the funny, it's not only that I did that, but it's like it was constantly brought up at every family gathering for the next 30 years or now, so. How, I was like saying, how old were you when you did this? <laughs> oh, I was I was 28 when I still was. <laughs> no, no, I was probably I was somewhere. I was somewhere like around seven or eight years old, maybe. I don't okay. remember. But like, it's it's like it's the family joke because like it was, it was const- I was constantly reminded that as a child I was a little dinosaur thief. <laughs> so then now he's gone, and like she you know she would have wanted you. She my aunt's like, oh, he would have wanted you to have the dinosaur figurines or whatever. So it's like, ha ha. I finally got the dinosaur after all these years of waiting and biding my time. I now have the dinosaur figures. They're mine, all mine. Your plan worked to perfection. Exactly. Come to them for 35 years and wait for the owner to pass away. There you go. Exactly. And I got the dinosaur figures. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so that's... Um, so I'm, I'm hanging out with her. You know, hanging out... We're going out at the meals and stuff. And met up with you a couple times. Now I took a I took a day trip. No, no, sorry, I took an overnight trip to Melbourne. I hadn't been back to Melbourne since I left, so like the end of thirteen. Hadn't been back. I was like kind of looking forward to because like see some friends, see see the other Darren. Hadn't seen. I had been about a year since I'd seen him, but I hadn't seen him. I had been back to Melbourne to like go back to his house and hang out with him, or whatever. But uh, so it's all exciting. And so I was I was taking an overnight trip, and the purpose of it was because I still had a safety deposit box in Melbourne. Wow! I left town. I moved away, and I left a safety deposit box there with like nothing in it. I had like basically just a couple of some important. I couldn't really even remember what was in it, but like I knew I had some papers in there. And I think I think like, oh I think I have a birth certificate, an official birth certificate. In my, but like, otherwise, I couldn't really remember what exactly I had in there. Maybe I. So like, okay, I have to go. In this, I'm never, I'm never gonna get back there. I have to take a day, take take a you know an overnight trip, drive up there, 
empty out the safety deposit box and come back. And it had to be, basically, it had to be a Sunday night trip because the bank was only open Monday through Friday. So it had to be like, okay, so I said, okay, Sunday night, I'll drive up. I hung out and then with the friends and then got up bright and early Monday, empty out the safety deposit box and come back down. And uh, so that was cool. Um, and just going, I hadn't been back to Melbourne in four years. And... You know, just driving around, because I spent a long time, I spent like a decade living there, just driving around, looking at the old neighborhood, like, I saw the Burger 21, just driving, everything was basically the same, and I was like, oh, look, there's, you know, you know, like, BJ, BJ's are popping up everywhere. Yes. The BJ's breweries are just, like, they built a new one here in town, they built a new one in Melbourne, it's like, they're just building BJ's everywhere. <laughs> hey, you can't never have I mean, enough BJ's, you know? You can, because there's a BJ's discount club and now it's a bj's restaurant everybody makes, loves good bj's oh god you want to go to bj's no yeah. no, no, no not that bj's the other bj's <laughs> anyway so i'm just you know so whatever so just go back to melbourne and um has it really so been a I decade a... since you've been in melbourne no 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 no. i said i lived in melbourne for a decade oh you lived in okay what was the what was when did you move from melbourne how long has it been since four years I have not been back to Melbourne in four years. Wow, four years. Wow. Yeah, because I've been I've been down to Florida many times, but it's always been South Florida. Yeah. I never made it farther north than like Boca. I was I've been yeah you know, quite a few times in Fort Lauderdale, but um, I haven't been back to. So it was basically the same. But like, so just um, I, I was so looking forward to because like my favorite Greek restaurant in the universe. Is uh, is on Satellite Beach. It's called Nikki's Rainbow Restaurant. And it's just, I, I've been you know, there just with like, you. It was good. It was very good. When did we, when did we go there? When did we? Go I, there? One of the times I, I visited you and stayed with you, you took me out there. We we ate there. Oh, okay. That that sounds vaguely familiar, but like I love Nikki's, man. And so I had to go. It's like it's like my one choice. It's like I'm going back to Melbourne. I get one meal. There's like so many restaurants and like local and like one meal. It's always, it's always gonna be Nikki. Go to Nicky's and have a chicken euro and a Greek salad, you know? And, um, so I basically had a little tour and, uh, emptied out my safety deposit box. I, what I did was I bought, like, beforehand, I went over to, like, uh, Office Depot and I bought this little file box. So I wasn't, I wasn't exactly sure what was in it. I completely had forgotten. So I bought this little plastic file box, about the size of a shoe box, a little bit smaller. And, um, so I, I get to the safety deposit box, and like I was looking at the card and everything, like I had that safety deposit. Guess how long I had that safety deposit box for? Uh, a decade. <laughs> Eighteen years. Eighteen years. Wow. I opened that safety deposit box in 1999. My God. Yes, I had the safety box for, a long. and the reason why I can attest to this is not only. Because the card, like the, the whatever card, the documentation said I had it on, but because of what was in the safety deposit box, and so I had completely forgotten that. So what one of the, what you know, primary usage, at least back in the days, like this is like before the cloud, the primary usage of a safety deposit box, you know, is to, is to store you know valuables or whatever, like a you know, birth certificate, or whatever. Maybe you put your passport or something in there. But what I what I did was. For insurance purposes, they say, you know, I have house insurance, renter's insurance, whatever. And it's like, well, you got to take pictures of everything, of all your belongings. Like, well, where do you store them? You can't store them at your house. If your house burns down, all your pictures of your stuff burns down. So you got to store them somewhere else. So I, I had stored 
you know, all my photographs of my, of my belongings in the safety deposit box. But because I had it for 18 years, I had three generations of technology <laughs> in the safety deposit box. I had, have a, or had a stack of Polaroid pictures. Nice. And then I, and then I had a burned CD. Awesome. And then, and then I had a flash drive. And then you had a flash drive. Three different generations of storage technology, all containing nothing but photographs of my furniture, most of which that I don't even own the furniture anymore. <laughs> like a couch I got rid of five years ago or something. But so basically... Now, now let's, clar- let's clarify something. Let's clarify something. The reason you don't yeah. have that furniture anymore is because your wife made you get rid of it. You would still have all yeah. of that furniture to this day <laughs> if it were not for her existence. <laughs> that sound that does sound quite accurate, yes. <laughs> oh my god. I have helped you move uh, before. I know what you like to hold on to. The answer is pretty <laughs> much everything. I've gotten better. I've got rid of some stuff. So I was like, yeah, hey, we don't have any room. And it's like, yeah, just get rid of it. You know what? You know what always works? Nothing works because when you're like a as she says when she accuses me of being a hoarder and I keep telling her that hoarding is not like you're a hoarder you're not a hoarder it's like a scale from one to ten and the tv show like hoarders on A&E or whatever was like those are like nines and I was somewhere around like maybe a three or a four yeah so you can't just throw out the term hoarder just slap it on something I'm like I'm like I might have mild to medium tendencies (coughs) you know it's like didn't I spend an I'm afternoon trying to help? Wait, did I not spend an afternoon trying to help you hide a TV from like 1993 in your garage? Yes. Well, okay, that was actually not. That was in the storage room. <laughs> but, but yes, because my wife wanted me to get rid of this old TV, and so what I did was I buried the TV underneath boxes <laughs> of other old shit. <laughs> you know, it's it's like the Raiders of the Lost Ark um, warehouse philosophy. Yes. If, if you understand the imagery there, <laughs> with an old tube TV from 1993, right there. Actually, that tube, if I remember correctly, that TV was probably from the 80s. To give it to bring it back full circle, <laughs> remember I, I I mentioned that back in the day, back in the 80s, my dad had an illegal to scrambler box. That's the TV, one of the TVs I used to watch the Playboy Channel in high school. And by the way, the moral of the story is is that tube TVs last forever. They do. They do. I, actually, I finally got rid of that TV. But, okay, so that, I was maybe a five back then. Then maybe, like, I'm a four. I've dialed it down. Like, I'm a four now when it comes to hoarding. But, uh, um, anyway, so just, like, the useless shit that was in my safety deposit box. Um... So what else? What else? So that's it. And then I took, I just sort of drove around town and just reminiscing about all, and it turns out they were actually all Greek restaurants. I'm like driving around town looking all like, oh, oh, I, I totally forgot about that Mediterranean place. So I thought, oh, I totally forgot about this. It turns out all the, like the restaurants I was looking at, they were all like Mediterranean, Greek and like Mediterranean or something. I, like, <laughs> I could have, I, I should have just like gone to four different Mediterranean restaurants. And, yeah. Like, mostly it was pressed for, I should have. Yeah. But like I was time, I was pressed for time. But like, damn it! I totally should have done that. Like, but um, so then, hang on just one second. Sorry, I'm just gonna, oh, I was leaning on my shoulder and it was killing me. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, um, anyway, so yeah, I drove. I basically I left Melbourne, drove down south, 
And, uh, oh, the other thing I forgot to mention was that, you know, our, in our, in our previous episodes, we talked about the Brookside candy. Yes. Did you how... do your research? Okay. So, um, I don't even, no, I did not. I don't even remember what I was supposed, was I supposed to call the 800 number? Uh, no, you were supposed to find out if Hershey, uh, made Bur- Brookside. Okay, so I actually did do a little bit of research because I looked in the back of the Brookside candy and it said distributed by Hershey's company. Well, there you go. Research done. So I, so I don't know like if they're owned or whatever, but there is definitely a relationship there. But remember how I said that, that mango flavor, I found it in Target and Pembroke Pines. And so we were, we were down there. I was hanging out with my aunt. and we were, we were at, Actually, I was at Target getting a gift card for cert. And I had to go over, I had to go over to the candy aisle to see if there were any more mangoes. I had to. And, and they did not have any mangoes. But oh. what they did have, they had a new flavor I had never seen before. Ooh. So I'm thinking, the te- when, like the, when the guys and gals at Brookside are sitting around the boardroom table, because I assume the board of directors are talking about the new flavors, they're like, all right, we're, we're going to come out with a new peach flavor. What's our test market? It's the target off of Pines Boulevard. Because <laughs> I, oh, I'm two for two now finding new flavors at that exact target. Wow. So I, I got like, a couple bags of the peach. It's like the peach grape flavored Brookside. So it's like out with the old and with the new. No more mango. But we got peach now. And frankly, I'd rather have the mango. The peach is not that good. The peach no. is just average. Yeah. No. But, uh. Anyway, so look, I get back. So now, I had to mention that because this is all, all these little tidbits I'm mentioning, they're all going to come together like a Seinfeld episode at the end where everything comes together because now I'm packing for my trip. And um, I have my little file. I'm like, I, gotta pack, I have all the shit I have to take back. I got the dinosaurs. I got the Brookside candy. I have my aunt bake me some other candy. She always bakes me some other candy. It, it's it, it, she calls it heavenly hash. It's nothing. It's cho- and you've had some. It's like chocolate oh, yeah. and mar- it's chocolate marshmallow. It's like Rocky Road. It's, it's really nothing good. but dark chocolate. Yeah, it is dark chocolate nuts and marshmallows. She her name for it was heavenly hash. Yes. Now I would never use that name in an airport going through security because that has a very different connotation. <laughs> so in an airport. I refer to my chocolate candy as Rocky Road candy. There you it, go. It's always, it's in always, in it, but it, it just my aunt calls it Heavenly Hash because this is an aunt who's never heard of weed or whatever. But um, anyway, so I'm packing up my stuff, packing up my suitcase to go back. And I got all the shit to take back. Like, okay, I got my file box. I have my plastic file box packed with my Heavenly Hash and my dinosaur figures and my Brookside candy. <laughs> I got all my bags packed. I got not a stitch, not an ounce of room left. And I get back to the airport. Okay, and I'm like, and I, I originally thought, I was like, well, I got this pillow in the car. And I'm like, well, I'm going to take it upstairs and give it to my aunt. And I'm like, I forgot. So I'm driving to the airport. I'm, I'm using my back pillow. And I get there. I return the rental car. And like, I'm like, that's it. Well, I'm going to get rid of it. And this, this might also take us full circle back to the idea of I'm a hoarder. Because I get to the Avis place. I drop the car off. I'm going to leave the pillow in the car. The dude's like, Oh, you forgot your pillow. I'm like, damn it. I was going to leave it there, and he called me out. And so I'm sitting there carrying my suitcases from the rental car center, you know, from the the garage, 
carrying my 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 throw pillow, and I'm like, <laughs> I have to throw it away. So I'm like in the avius area in the garage, like in the inside area. And I'm like, well, I gotta throw my pillow away. I'm like, there's no way in hell it is fitting in my in my. I have a backpack and I have a carry-on. I, I'm all carry-on. I'm like, there's no way that I'm getting this pillow into either of these suitcases. I have to throw it away. But I could at least try. <laughs> I sat there for at least five minutes. And I'm like, that's it. And I was like, I'm like rearranging shit. And I'm like, I pulled, I'm transferring stuff one or the other, like trying to play suitcase Jenga. And goddamn it, I got that pillow. And I jammed that pillow into that suitcase. I'm like, yes, victory. Now, I have a question for you. Why don't you just like yes. walk up to TSA with the pillow in your hand and just throw it through the x-ray machine? What's the worst that oh, could have happened? Like, they would have said, you can't well, take no. that on, or you have to pack it on, and you would have just, like, throw it in that garbage can there then, buddy. No, that would TSA wouldn't have had a problem with the pillow. It's that um, I don't think I would have been allowed as a carry-on item. You're allowed two carry-on items. You're allowed, like, one personal item and one bag. I don't think they would have let me, and also it was just too bulky. There's no way I could have carried three things. It was It was too much stuff. Oh, that sounds like a challenge security. to me. Okay, well, the other challenge was, can I get that pillow? I'm like, okay, I'm either throwing this pillow out or I'm getting it in the suitcase, and I got it in the suitcase. And it took me, like, five minutes to actually get it in the suitcase. <laughs> and it gets better, because this and is where, this is the end of the sign. Go ahead. I was going to say, and where is this pillow now? Um, The pillow is actually in the other room. <laughs> in... <laughs> In in my room because I did not want my wife to see that I brought a pillow <laughs> and had to tell the story. Number one, she's going to complain at me because I spent the money, even though it was a clearance pillow. I, I had to get it because like I couldn't actually drive with it. My back yeah. was in so much pain. Number one, she's going to complain at me about spending $10 <laughs> on a back pillow. Number two, she's going to be like, throw out the pillow. It's hideous, throw out the pillow. <laughs> and so it's sitting in my room. I actually, that, that what I was going to do, I was going to actually bring the pillow in and like sit the pillow next to me while I was telling the story and that would have been the perfect ending <laughs> except that I forgot so it's in the other room whatever <laughs> but this the bet the, the finale of this story is is that I went through security and it seems like every time I go through Fort Lauderdale I get flagged they and it's usually like they have the trainees running but they flagged my stuff and they had to do a hand search and the thing that caught their attention in my bag was the plastic file container full of dinosaur figures. No way. candy. Yes, because they zeroed right in on that. They're digging through and like, ah, here it is. So, like, they saw that on the x-ray and I'm like, it's candy and dinosaur figures. <laughs> and then I'm like... <coughs> and then after they're done, the lady's like, here you go, you can pack your bag back. I'm like, son of a bitch, it took me ten minutes to get that pillow in that bag. <laughs> And I have to repack it now. I am a giant oh eight-year-old flying your airline. Yes, that's dinosaurs and candy. <laughs> uh, sir, would you care to explain the candy and dinosaur uh, figurines in this plastic file box? I would not. <laughs> well, it, <laughs> well, it all started when I was eight years old. <laughs> when I stole them from my uncle. I'm just completing so like the task. <laughs> yes, I am fine. I'm completing the task. I'm returning. But, um, so now I brought home 
Yeah. I got the I got the peach candy. I got the dinosaur figures and I have the goddamn pillow. And that's pretty much the summation of my Miami trip, of course, other than like hanging out with everybody, seeing everybody and working and stuff. Oh, but boy. uh <sighs> my life is never never simple. It's funny. It's never simple. No. But then again, what is in the age of Trump? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I like to think that I'm like extra. There's always, there's, there's always so many little complexities with me. It's always like, well, I gotta get the fucking back pillow or so, you know. So it's like there's always a, my wife is comes with. There's always a little something extra with me. You, you, a little you, extra you, maintenance. You call them complexities. Everybody else calls them idiosyncrasies. But hey. Idiosyncrasies. <laughs> that idiot with his syncrasies. Quirks. But, uh, <laughs> Neuroses. <laughs> Neuroses. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Um, God, what else? What else? I still haven't told the story about the, the toilet repair. This should be like our Matt Damon joke. I'll just. I'll never get to the story. <laughs> uh, I did. I, I did some toilet repair like you know, three months ago. Whatever. We'll get and, to that um, next time. We'll leave that we'll for the next, the next one. To, yes. <laughs> but uh, you got anything else on your plate? Because we burned, I think we probably burned at least two hours or so. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's after three. We've done pretty well, so. Yeah. So, this is these, this usually works for me because I'm working from home tomorrow, and I probably have to get up at eight, but uh, I could probably take, take a nap during lunch or something. Okay. <laughs> but... Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, anyways, that's it, I mean, you know, and if somebody happens to have fast-forwarded to the end of the, it's, of the end of the recording, not the tape, but the recording, it's, uh, Darren and Ted at gmail.com, we're waiting for a prime listener, and you know what, even if it's somebody who knows us, shoot us an email, you're not going to be our platinum member, but we just want to know that you're listening, and make, oh, look, we got an email from this person that we both know and love. But you're not going to be our, plat- your, our platinum listener. Our, our first email will probably be from my wife. It'll probably be say, why haven't you taken out the trash yet? <laughs> Jesus. But with the lag, there's at, at this point, there's been like a two-week to four-week lag between recording. <laughs> so by the time, it's going to be a month, two weeks to a month, by the time she hears this and then sends the email. So that trash is going to be it's really gonna be, ripe by the yes, time. Yes, it is. <laughs> wow. Extra stinky. Because no. <laughs> if, if, if that's how she's communicating to take out the trash, you have bigger problems. Mostly ma- maggot-related problems. <laughs> Health code-related but, problems. Uh, yes. Oh, my God. But uh, that's it. Just our, our recurring segments are recurring Brookside segments. And uh, I think there was another discontinued something. I can't think of it, but, like, I was thinking, I was like, shit, there's like some other discontinued thing in my life again. It's well, some other flavor. You gotta, you gotta, you, you gotta have, you gotta have ammo for the next. I mean, if we don't do a podcast where we don't talk about some discontinued food, food item that you've gone 80 miles to go try to find, then, you know, our, our, that, if we don't have a theme for this podcast, I think if there's one connective tissue that, that joins everything together, it's you and discontinued food. So, discontinued food. Yeah. Um, and now it's bugging me. Now it's bugging me because there was just, there was some, oh shit. Oh, now I had it on the tip of my tongue and it was gone. It was, let's see, 
I've talked about the Brookside's and the Lipton's. Is it some kind of drink? Is it some kind of candy? There's just there's something else that's discontinued. Oh, you're you're ending yeah. on a down note, man. You're ending it on a down note. Yeah, but we're back to the neuroses because now this is bugging me. There's something else that's discontinued. As soon as soon as I press stop, I'm be like, ah. Well, I think what needs to be discontinued now is this episode of What About Now. Okay, I agree. So how are we going to sign up? So now that this is going to be... You want to do the official sign-off from What About Now? Well, do we have an official sign-off? Well, give us the official sign Well, no, just do the sign-off. Make, make up right now. Make up the official sign-off. This is, okay, this, once again, this podcast has been brought to you by Discontinued Foods... Um, as well as the pop culture, the fond pop culture memories from the 24th century, namely Mickey Mouse, Hitler, and Superman. And, Superman. and let's not forget Einstein and the Beatles. And the Beatles. <laughs> yes. Of course. And of course, always Brookside Candy. And um, Audacity uh, for, for the, uh, the mix. Uh, cast Box I was, again, for the platform. I, I was, and I, was, and I, was, I had just one more comment about Audacity. Okay, they're not a sponsor because they have no fucking idea about us. Therefore, no. they cannot be a sponsor. <laughs> a sponsor is somebody who gives people money and says promote my product. No, they're they not have a sponsor. No clue that we're alive. They're, they're, they're not a sponsor. They're an enabler. They're an enabler. They're they're codependent. No, they're not even codependent. It's just we're dependent on them. <laughs> Thank you to Audacity. And there's going to be another week's worth of editing because we have two recordings. Ugh. <laughs> But this time it wasn't the recordings that died; it was the cell phone. It was the cell phone, yes. So, I say next time that happens, just leave it running. Eh, whatever. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Um. Anyways, the podcast has been brought to you by all the same shit that we talk about every time, and um, it's the number three and the letter Q. <laughs> and also lack of sleep. This podcast has been brought to you by oh, sleep oh, deprivation. Always by, yes, always by uh, lack of sleep. So. Yes. All right, man. Well, it, it was fun. Uh, this has uh, been another episode of What About Now. As always, I am what your about co-host, now? Darren. And you are? And, and I am Ted. Yes. Together we are? Darren and Ted. Darren and, Darren and Ted. We should have said, it would have worked better if we said it at the same time. Let's try it. <laughs> and together we are? Darren, Darren and Ted, and Ted. <laughs> at gmail.com <laughs> Darren and Ted that's D-A-R-I-N yeah. Darren and Ted at okay. gmail.com yes. um, Aloha and sh- Aloha and Shalom and the phrase that pays smash cauliflower <laughs> oh smash cauliflower this, yes, this, this podcast is brought to you by smash cauliflower yes so, until next time and good until next time, goodbye. Goodbye. So goodbye. long. Click. I'll be saying goodbye. <laughs>